Previously on Strangers Rolling Dice. The party defeated the snake folk defiling the brood pools. Tapping into the mind of their captive, they witnessed a great beast writhing below the placid waters of Kasur. We rejoin them now as they begin their final preparations. Their aim to investigate what mysteries remain at the abandoned temple in the woods nearby. So, Bobble's getting ready for that. Yeah, I think Boz would check on the the youngling a little more time, see how they're doing. They're doing fine. Um, They look like in the next three days they're going to hatch. I'll, I'll say maybe a little uh, a froggy prayer for these little tadpoles. And bless, you see, like, the inside waters. one of the eggs, you even see a little tadpole swimming around and kind of, like, doing a thing. Like, they're they're, they're yeah. coming to life inside these eggs. And you think, yeah. like, there's still so many of them. Look at all these eggs. We might be okay as long as we kill these fucking snakes. Yeah. Look at baby. Look Come at to baby. conclusions Inspiring. must kill other things. <laughs> we need to get revenge and make them safe forever. But look at them. They're so cute. Look at the oh, cute so babies. Cute. You drive me to murder, little thing. You drive tickle, me to tickle. murder things that try to murder you. Oh, look at you. Aren't you yeah. cute? Yeah. <laughs> then uh, Bos- Boswell's suit back up, like, um, have all his gear and stuff strapped to him, and just, uh, then we we head to the temple fully like transparently you guys have solved the village here this is you've done the village um the loot on her um for the posterity here there's a scimitar um you can go ahead somebody can take that you know these are characters that may wind up going a long ways we don't know um one scimitar um I'm a little full up on weapons right now. And you can carry it on. I'll take it. She's got 20 silver in a little pouch. Ooh, 20 silver. Rich. Yeah. Somewhat, maybe one of you can take that. I don't know if you have a party loot sheet for this. Let Boz keep that. If, if that's, I mean, I think that, I think, I think Bobble's not interested in money in In this village in any way. Yeah. Unless there's a butt ton of it in the sure. temple after right. we kill the, the... I'll take that I'll take that twenty silver and I'll be like thinking about stopping and buying some uh uh candied uh giant yeah. crickets on the way home. You guys the all uh you guys all took off one place. ration last night, right? Yep. Yes. Okay, good. Because uh, right. one thing I've learned to love about the game of Solasta is that you have to have rations to long rest. Um, if you long rest without rations, you, you do not fully benefit from the long rest. Heck. So you have to burn a ration every day. I like it. It gives them, it makes them so much more functional, you know? Yeah, and then also there's like when you guys um, like gain numbers of rations and when you uh, hunt things or cook things to increase the quality, like it, it gives it some, some actual mechanics to it. Um, okay. Morning comes. Your fire is out in the hearth. Um, you've got this. She's 
unconscious, but just sitting there, tight-lipped with black eyes and a uh, broken nose. Uh, you know, this, this captive of yours, uh, just sitting there, swelling and in pain, but stable. I look at the others like, well, do we let her go? I mean, are they party in sight of the like, are the Broodfuls, are they in sight from where they are right now? Yeah, you guys are in like the kitchen of this Yoda's house style, like somewhere between like Yoda's house and like those Greek island whitewashed, um, you know, like, yeah, it's like mud stucco kind of construction, right? You know? And it's yeah. kind of nice here. Like, honestly, this is one of the nicer huts in the village. Um, but you're in there like and it. you see the brood pools in sight. Well, Tunji would, he would take a look at her and look over to the brood pools and not with any malice, but kind of just with, but just in a very, you know, serious tone, he would just kind of tell the other two, I say we bind her here, looking over the brood pools. That way she can watch she can watch her failure grow and grow and be birthed and live where she failed to kill basically insinuating like tie her up there so she can all she can do is like watch the brood pools and watch like what her like watch mm-hmm. the tadpoles that didn't die like continue to grow and you know survive and yeah uh yeah th- th- that sounds like a good idea to me uh does anyone have any rope I think I've got some rope Hold on, I start digging through my pack. Tunji yep. also has, uh, he, he's got 10, he's got, he's got yep. with him. Yep, here we go. Whoa, right. whoa. Start tying her up. Um, yeah, I, I tie right. her up. Boz, what do you say to that idea? Uh, Boz, Boz will extend a hand and like pointedly try to like take the rope from me and be like, I'll tie her up. Uh, you, t- you do go ahead and move forward and I'll catch up. I got this. Like, like you, you want us just to just leave? Yep, I'm gonna tie her up, and I'll catch up in a second. <laughs> Do I believe him? Yes, I believe him. Let's go, Tunji. Tunji goes along. He's like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> read, 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 read the room, guys. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll, just I wrapping they, the rope around your hands as we close the door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, uh, Boz is going to tie her up, uh, okay. the whole time kind of like, just like, like, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, frog, frog croaky noises going in his throat, like kind of humming to himself. And then he's going to like, kind of stand back a little bit and be like, well, I'm not just going to let you stay here and watch those beautiful young babies get born. And she looks Whoa. at you square in the eyes she's awake she sees you she hears you also i think you still have a vial of the poison of <laughs> yeah i think so <laughs> more than you deserve and i'm just going to, i'm going to basically like uh grab her wrists and like slit her wrists so she bleeds oh, out okay while she just tied up death and right then there. Whis- whisper in her ear and be like first of many snake lady and she like she starts squirming and resisting, but I think you uh, she's 
she has like one HP and you you overpower her because she's bound and you kill her and she dies suffering. She deserves it. She killed so many he's babies. Cold. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm in yeah, the other really... room, like, like Tatoon, she's like, I bet he's tiring her up real good in there. As you leave, like, <laughs> I think it's, like, not even that long that you wait and you just do it. And yeah. then do you take a second before you go outside or do you just walk outside? No, I'm just going to walk out. Some... Okay. Um, As he walks out, no questions. Tunji just a boss. Just he just just casually like you know, <laughs> temple. Can you take us there? Yes. Just follow me and keep an eye out. The forest and the jungles around here, as I'm sure you know, are a little bit dangerous. So tread lightly. And as the party takes off in the direction upstream of this fabled temple. I think our camera just sees this wretched snake person laying on the floor of this nice person, this nice frog person's house who spent their life trying to bring generation after generation of frog into the world, uh, but laying on the kitchen floor, bleeding out with their eye twitching as they go through their death throes is this horrible snake woman with patches of scaly skin. It does not take long for you to reach the clearing in which you know, Boz, the temple amidst the old village resides. It takes you less than half the day to walk there. Even though the terrain has no path, you just move along the stream as it becomes increasingly rockier and winds into the small foothills that are in this region. Um, when you come to this clearing, um, it's, it seems like, again, a, a pretty Pacific Northwest sort of environment. There's a lot of fir and pine trees. Everything's a little bit wet. And I think that the, uh, the, the clouds overhead are, are kind of darkening, like uh, a rain might be on its way. Perhaps welcome for Boz Wurmp, uh, being mm -hmm. in then your favorite terrain, rainy forest. Um, but I imagine Bobble Waggle Topple and Tunji uh, look at the gathering storm clouds and the, they hear the distant thunder and think, uh, is this an omen? Is this just bad luck? Oh shit, we're gonna get wet. What do you so guys what, do as you come to this clearing? You're, the stream is behind you now, and dotting this landscape are these sort of like earthen mounds, uh, and then there's a stone structure in the distance. Can we sneak up on it and kind of observe anything? Is there anything out of the ordinary? Absolutely. Is that what the party would like to do here? Sure. I think That's so, yeah. to me. I think on the way here, I've been like trying to run over all of these things in my head and trying to, f mm -hmm. I feel like there's like this missing piece. And like, sure. there's like, I'm wondering like, cause I feel like I remember hearing that there were snake people that came here that were trusted and then they there all were. of a sudden turned. So like, I think what Bobble's like wondering is like, 
Are all these snake people inherently evil, or did something make them evil here? And it seems like, like the, the pond mother herself didn't think that all snake people were evil. Amongst the refugees from this incident were the ones that she referred to through your translator as the scaled ones. And she didn't think of them as all evil. She just said some scaled ones turned on us and this thing in the temple, yada yada. So, you know, it, it, I, I will hammer home that like, in Dungeons and Dragons, in my worlds, no race is ever inherently evil. Yeah. It so is actually, what members of the race do that makes them good or evil. Um, we did. We do have the information though that they were digging for something, right? Absolutely. That was uh, an excavation. Yeah. Is there is there like a signs of excavation or maybe signs of like foot traffic? Uh, as you stand here. at the clearing and you, and you want to scan for that, give me uh, anyone who wants to look for that or any other thing. Why don't you tell me what you're looking for, uh, if anything, or just a general Perceptione check. I'm looking for scary snake people, yeah. And, okay, looking uh, for signs of snake people. Trey, you're looking for signs of an excavation? Yeah, also like something that... glowing crystal that is making sure. snake people <laughs> pulsing. <laughs> it really looks fog. like a shallow kind of stone structure from here. Like, it's... It's not very tall, and it's it's just it's daylight and it's gray out, so well, you can see. Bosworm roll the two, so sees nothing. Okay, I'll Bosworm tell you what sees you see, a rain You see a rainy clearing of like grasses and bushes with these earthen mounds, and in the distance, this like uh, stone structure that's really not that tall, but it seems quite large. Yeah, that's what you see. Okay. Um, but it looks more or less, at least to me, like the same as the last time I was here. Maybe. Yeah, specifically your question, like, do you see with the two any signs of excavation? No, there's nothing obvious enough that a two will... Like, hey, look, there's a bunch of cranes there. Like, no, nothing like that. My expectation of excavations. Bubble um, got an 18 looking for scaled ones that are okay. scary and a glowing orb that is the magic MacGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see a glowing or with the magic guffin. <laughs> okay. Um, the only sign that you see of uh, humanoid activity is that there's a tiny, wispy plume of smoke rising from the stone structure. I will, like, quietly point it out to uh, okay. Boz. You all see basically what looks like a very skillfully made, you know, and maintained probably small cooking fire. Hmm. Do we get closer? You can get closer. I think right now, let me see how far away you guys are. I'll put you all actually exactly where you are. Um, you're going to all be sharing a square. I'm going to call it the um, this this square here. So you are uh, over 100 feet away at the uh, forest's edge. Um, I'd say like closer to 200 feet away from the actual structure. Where the river is at your back and the clearing is in front of you. There's probably a hundred and some odd feet between uh, the clearing and the central area with the temple, if that makes sense. Like you'd have to cross about 150 ish feet to yeah. get there. And, so and it's all we, just like earthen have... mounds with like grass and bushes growing on it. And we've advanced on a campfire or what used to be a campfire. You, you see that rising from within the stone structure, there is, like, now that uh, 
uh, Bobble points it out, you see a plume of smoke from within the stone structure. Definitely, like, at least big enough to cook some food on, but probably not just a a burning tire or something, you know? It's it's not billowing smoke. Okay. So if you guys want to move up stealthily, I can ask for stealth checks, but before I ask for that, was that what you guys want to do? Does everybody want to move up? I don't... I feel like I was a little noisy when we were on on the crab walks out there. Um, <laughs> maybe uh, Tunji, do you still have my horn? Yes, awesome. I, I do. Do you want it back? No, I I, I mean I, I don't know. Y- you two seem like you're pretty sneaky. I I feel like I'm a little noisy with all the things I'm carrying. <laughs> um, the horn of silent alarm. Yes, the uh, you found yes, it, exactly. and then uh, yeah, then the person who has the receiving end can. Uh, know what's going on wah, wah, exactly. wah, 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 but it's yeah. silent emergency noise um you've, you've so, a beeper <laughs> yeah so i'm like ah i mean maybe yeah if you guys wanted to go forward i'll be like behind you a bit and then and then you can blow it and then i'll come up to find you or something i don't know or we could just stick together it's up to you bubble if you, if you don't feel confident Sneaking up and just wait with the horn. That's fine. You may see more from here than we may see up there. I like your idea. And with that, he's also Tony's actually going to pull out his staff and hold it mm-hmm. in front of with both hands, kind of tightening his grip, getting ready, expecting uh, some combat. Yeah. Um. So, are you guys advancing? We had, yeah. Tony, you were looking. Boss advance. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll go on the left. You go on the okay. right. I pull out Betsy like, and I'm like, I'll cover you from behind as I uh, just like keep an eye out as they stealth forward. I, I, I pull on my night vision frog goggles. <laughs> it's daytime. <laughs> it's like you're yep. the afternoon yep. right now. Yep. Um, you guys left early. Right? So you now you're, you're totally I just, blind. Like, trip and uh, take fall the and... blinding condition for five hours. No. Um, no. You trip and fall and take 5d8 damage. Um, Ouch. No. You, instead of that nonsense, instead of that, um, as you guys advance forward, you only make a few steps until out of multiple hiding places. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Little, friendly-looking frog people peer their heads out, and they look like they're gripply, and they hold their fingers to their lips, like, shh. <laughs> we were totally blowing their cover. I know. You guys were, you guys were like, talking loudly, and you're like, alright, let's go. And then they're like, wait, 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 and they, they're holding up their hands, like, don't, don't go in there. And, and they're just like, there's five or six of them that you can see, and as you look around, it's clear that there's a lot more of them hiding inside of like bushes and you see some of them even peeking their heads up from outside in the clearing they they've been like laying down in the the muddy rises out there and they're looking at you with pleading eyes like be quiet <laughs> dang shoot what do you guys do? Five, I th- oh, if it was only if it was only five group, I was like, oh goddamn, we just we just uncovered the teenage mutant ninja turtles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Wow, not a tello. <laughs> no, there's, there's like uh, uh, several dozen uh, creatures. In fact, you notice something here. It's not just Gripply. There are other amphibian-looking creatures. Like one looks kind of like a salamander. One kind of looks like a more like a toad. 
Um, it's it's just well, all the shit, variety, guys. and they're like friendly and like look pleadingly at you, like please be quiet. What the? Tunji's just gonna kind of stop and like it, as non-aggressively as possible, just kind of like take a very chill stance, like oh okay, hold on a second, assessing here. Okay. Uh, freezes eyes wide. Uh, uh, Boz is going to take his hand and point at his eyes and gesture towards the hut and then okay. hold up like you mean, you mean the one, ruin? The, yeah, the, the ruin, ruin with the smoke coming out of it. Yeah. And hold up like one finger, then two fingers, then three fingers, then four fingers, and then like tilt his head back and forth. Okay. Um, so you're trying to ask, I think that's why at least one of them understands that you're trying to ask like how many? Mm-hmm. Um, the a couple of them that look like maybe they're like a bonded pair of Gripply, like confer really quickly uh, in a language that you kind of understand, like dialectical. It's similar to yours, but not quite the same as yours. Um, and and you, you get the gist that they're like saying, like, how many did you see? Were there three of them? Yeah, but I don't know. Are is it five or three? Like, are they really on the same side? Like, who's inside there? Do you do you really know what's going on? Are they asking how many combatants or how many people in there? It's three combatants, but maybe like five <laughs> people. And then they say, five. No, three. To you. <laughs> I slowly put my finger up to them. Okay. Like an uncharismatic jerk. Um. Oh. <laughs> what's up? Are you flipping off the small frog people? No, no, no. Doing? I was like doing the yeah. shushing noise while they, oh, they were talking. Oh, they weren't saying it. They, they, <laughs> they were, they were, they were sorry. No, no, they were holding up hands and like, communicating the number to you. Oh, okay. I thought, yeah, I I thought you were just flipping blowing them, them off. No, I was, no, I was, no, I was, no. That too. I was like, I don't understand what gesture you're talking about. Been, what yeah. gesture is that? Should have been more specific. No, the oh, shushing finger. It's funny. Um, Not the middle one. So okay, what uh, happens here is is like you guys are communicating. They tell you there's five people inside, three combatants. They would say like three. They're arguing about whether or not that's what you're asking. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to clarify then by uh, I'm gonna snake my froggy tongue out and try to do my best impression or like form it into like a fork okay. tongue as best I can, and then do the same uh, question and as to how they many. give you the same answer. Okay. So maybe we have some friendly snake people and then some not so friendly snake people inside. That, when when you kind of like you're communicating as best as you can without you know you're like you're yeah. mouthing things to them. You're trying to figure it out, and they they tell you basically like you're right on the money. There are five snake people inside. They they confirm that to you, both of them, thumbs up. Like yeah, five snake people inside. At least three that you would have to fight if that's what you're asking. Because they look at your weapons and they like they look like excited. Like save us, save us, please. All right. I mean, Boz would probably Boz upon learning this information, Boz would kind of like shrug at Tenji and be like, and just kind of like gesture back towards like to continue their route, but just to like stay super low. Okay, and and so they actually hold up a hand to you when you start to advance again, and they motion, and a really young-looking Gripply and a young Salamander person come up together, like they look like they're friends, and they're mm -hmm. you know not like babies, but they're like teenagers. And they look at you like, okay, come with us. And they're going to lead you how to get up there stealthily. Ooh, nice. Okay. I'll take it. Thanks, young and, ones. Yeah, and they, they're like, ready? Ready. Okay. Ready. And you guys start moving quickly and quietly. 
ducking and weaving, dodging between these earthen mounds. And as you move through them, like not in a straight line across the most obvious route, they take you in a weird way between the trees and around the backside and then around another side and then through this trench. And, um, Boz, you remember playing here as a kid. And you remember all these weird little nooks and crannies inside these mounds. Like, they seemed like to you, like, a castle or something at the time. But now as you're running through, it's like, these look like ruined houses. Like, from a really right. long time ago. Um, and Bobble and Tunji, you pick up on that as well. Like, it only takes a couple of them that you go by that you see that there's, like, an inside to these mounds. And there's, like evidence of what used to be maybe cobblestone streets and like you see a mailbox that has been totally overtaken by some sort of moss over time and it's like this used to be a full town right here and you guys are just in the decayed ruins of it is there any mail in the mailbox and you open the mailbox do we fight the mailbox monster? You fight a mailbox mimic. Rat. Mimic. <laughs> yeah. But do, you, do you open this mailbox? Oh, I'm, I'm asking. Oh, y yes. Okay. You you open it and it's like you have to peel back the moss and it's like fully adhered to it. And on the inside, you do find what looks like ruined parchment that has been oh. sealed in there forever. Okay. Interesting. Tunji makes note and continues on his way. Okay. And you guys reach the outside of this temple without incident. And I'm going to move you over to a new map. Woo. Thanks, kids. I'm going to give them some candied crickets if they're down. <laughs> they they uh, take them eagerly and, like, hungrily eat them right away. And they look at you like, okay, are you good? Uh, you, you Boz will... Can we go? Bob, yeah, Boz will look to the, the, the other friends, his, his new compatriots, and we'll kind of, Thumbs like, up. do head wobble again okay but then uh if if we get thumbs up we'll nod to the young ones okay i pull out um, my little communicator and say uh thanks thanks uh i, I would have been a lot harder without you <laughs> um they they nod and they and they take off going back the way they came like heading back to their people um who have been hiding out out here. Um, okay, let me make sure that you guys can all see and everything on this map here. Um, I'm going to move you over. And I think everything should be good. Whoa. You guys can probably see only a little bit right now. That's correct? Oh, yeah. Yes. That is all correct. three of you? Okay. Very neat. And now, small. let me make sure, because it is daylight. I didn't know if you'd come here or not during daylight. I have to make sure that everything's set. I think that's fine. Okay. I'm going to turn on daylight mode because it is light outside. Um, and update when token drop. There you go. So, yeah, be careful where you guys move, but you okay. see things. Ooh. Like most. Oh, so bright. Let me different. put on my day vision goggles to make it everything darker. <laughs> Very good. That's what you call sunglasses. Hey, I like it. Uh, <laughs> Safe vision goggles. <laughs> what the hell, man? Okay. Um, <laughs> that could be the episode name, of, name for this one. Day vision goggles. You're finally oh, seeing clearly. You're seeing in the light of the day now. These are my day vision goggles. These are my, uh, my rose-colored day vision It's like goggles. an oracle who, who wears night vision goggles during the day so they can really see what's going on. 
<laughs> Nothing gets by yep. me. Um, okay. Like I think uh, as we head up, uh, I pull out my medallion from around my neck and uh, twist it around, and it begins to glow. And I'm going to cast oh. Detect Thoughts uh, as oh, we okay. make our way in. Because I what's the what range on that? Um, let me pull that up again. It. Yeah. Is... Do your pre-buffs if you want to do pre-buffs. Yeah. Thirty feet. I'll put a little okay. aura. Thirty feet. Got it. Perfect. Yeah. Right now, it's it's quiet as you approach. With the you know, you hear the last little thoughts of the uh, the two uh, <laughs> the youths that escorted you, and it seems like they were hiding around the corner, still looking at you guys, like waiting to see what <laughs> happened. And then they're like, "Oh shit!" and they run away. Okay. Um. So, as you guys stand here at the entrance to this ruined temple, uh, I'll describe here what you see. Um, there's a stone wall, first of all, right? You're standing outside this stone wall. It's um, nothing in the modern Gripley village that you saw looks like this. Like, it's, it's of a different kind of construction. Um, so, inside this wall, however, at the top of a short set of steps lies an open area enclosed by a 10-foot-high outer wall and paved with tightly fitted stone slabs. To either side are truncated ramps that lead down to a lower area, evidently, but they are still blocked with earth and rubble that needs to be cleared away. Ahead of you, some 50 feet away, is another short staircase that leads up again to a, a dais of sorts. A 10-foot-high inner wall surrounds that, with a door-sized opening in it that's covered by a large orange curtain. Coming from beyond the doorway inside this enclosed area, you can hear faintly groaning and plaintive cries of creatures being mistreated. Hey, mistreatment. That's what you see. What do you guys do? Let's go stop this mistreatment, guys. Heck yeah. And not affirmative. <laughs> yeah, I think, Boz, can I do like a a search on the doorway really quick to see if there's any sort of first like trap check or, to look yeah, see if there's like, an alert something's gonna happen sure. we first step foot in this temple i have some suspicions about this from all the superstitions of my peoples and sure. towns associated with this place yeah you never came in this far when you yeah i'll say even um you notice right away much more of this structure is exposed than you ever have any memory of like the excavation right. so they did now you're up close yeah. like it does look like there's been some earth move to all of you guys like it's all right whatever level this was at like the other mounds around here with the overgrown vegetation mostly the vegetation and earth has been removed at least from the stone right does that make sense yep i got a dirty i got a 22 basically a 22 okay mm -hmm. damn well that'll yes. tell you some stuff um so you guys stand there quietly having snuck all the way up with the help of whatever residual population must have like fled to the woods or something when this happened instead of going with the pond mother they stayed here maybe they stayed like you did boss like maybe they were compelled to or maybe they just got away and they were like waiting to link up with the people that they knew regardless they helped you get here and in this in this courtyard um you don't see any activity at all it's completely still uh you see a couple of tools by the 
uh, the staircases that you didn't quite notice at first. Like they were actively removing stones and earth from these staircases that go deeper. Um, and you kind of perceive that it looks like any bit of temple that existed above ground has been exposed now. Um, like there's no higher story, higher floors or anything that you can't see into. It's just one squat building uh, with the curtain and the stairs. That's it. Uh, any more that this would have is, is down below. Um, and so like, you know, you can see that even like at the back of this structure, there's like, uh, there's a little waste pile, um, like looks like some bones and clothes and, uh, you know, flies buzzing around it. I'll mark it on the map. Um, there's a little waste pile like here off of the side of this temple. Like, you know, things are living here right now. All right. Well, I mean, upon seeing that there's no, like, uh, immediate danger, Boz would just move ahead with the group once we all decide to go forward, so. Okay. Keep so, an eye out go ahead. Magic orb. I know there's a magic orb here. <laughs> do do okay. you want us to move, like, speeds? <laughs> yeah. or? I would say right now, you're not in initiative order, but, yeah, go ahead and move your movement speed. Like, we'll do it in, like, okay. a little turn-ish order. I think that makes sense. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. And, yeah. Once you've moved in place, uh, let me know where you where you're at and what you want to do. At the moment, you know nothing leaps out and attacks you. I want to take a gander down this staircase. Okay. Like I just want to like look, try to get a closer look from once I sure. get up close, and and I'll, I'll um, stealth up. I'll be quiet while I'm doing. Sure, it. you guys are stealth. Go ahead and roll me a stealth check. Everybody right. who's moving in at this point, you guys are inside. Everybody do a stealth yard. check. You're only uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Not eight, a great eight, roll for the old feet boss. away from the, this curtain. Um, so let's see your stealth. Fourteen total for boss. Okay, fourteen. Twenty-one for Tunji. Okay. God damn! Ooh, I rolled well. That's good. Okay. I rolled a twenty-one. Twenty-one. Ooh. Yeah. You guys all move as quietly as you can. You don't make any significant noise. There's not a bunch of loose gravel on the floor here, so it's pretty easy to just like pad foot over. Um, and there's no movement in response to your actions. You, you reach this staircase, Bosworm, um, and, and you're looking at it, uh, trying to just see what you can see, or is there a specific purpose that you're getting at? With I, I'm just trying to like get a better idea of what, like this is leading down to a bunch of rubble, more or less. I want to. I just want to kind of see like what's happening. Well, uh, right now, now it, yeah, right now it's like you can see two flights of stairs where it's sort of platforms halfway yep. through, like ten feet down, and then another flight of stairs, and then it looks like there's another one of those landings. Like, if I continue, and mm. the the stone goes above where your head would be at that point. But the opening is completely filled with what looks like silt, rubble, and like not not pieces of temple so much as like rocks and uh, decayed branches and black soil and like uh, like like life had been covering this up, not like a sure. caved-in roof, you know. Uh, it, it's it's been like the rest of the huts out abandoned, here, just yeah. abandoned and overgrown by who knows how long in a temperate rainforest. Does it does it look like somebody has been making attempts to Yes, it's exposed okay. earth that like and there's more tools like a shovel and a little wheelbarrow and like, you know, uh, some buckets and like okay. people have been moving the dirt. You can see outside the temple there's like a couple of piles of loose earth. Um 
And, uh, you know, ju just judging by putting all these pieces together, you even think like, well, maybe they kept some of the people around to force them to help them with the Do excavation. And, and then they don't the really last... care what happens to them as long as they show up for work and they go and grab them from the woods. And, you know, and the last question I have is this is a wall that extends, correct? Uh, to your right here. Up, up top, north, like. North oh north. yeah, um, at yeah, the at the edge of the courtyard, you can see in plain daylight. It's like a perimeter wall. Um, okay, it, and it this and this is all the way around. And this is an inner wall too, like this thing. Yeah, that inner wall is the is the raised dais enclosed yeah, okay. fully. Like there's a roof to it that's okay. intact, and you yeah. can't see into it. Uh, and there's a curtain at the front. Yep. That. Okay, just making yeah. sure that's what that is. No, totally. I appreciate the clarification. That's why we play. Okay, and that's all I want. the dates, guys. I'm keeping old Betsy locked and loaded, ready to shoot if I uh, <laughs> need to. But yeah, what's uh, I'm ready it's to go to the day. Do you want to go to the day for us to approach the dais? So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting off the rails tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Tunji moves up towards oh, yeah, the dais. Could how high is this, this wall for the dais? So that the the wall or the the so there's like let's, let's the raise, describe yeah. it here. There's there's a set of stairs. I'll read what's in the. It says courtyard. Uh, at the top of a short set of steps lies an open area enclosed by a ten foot high outer wall and paved with tightly fitted stone slabs. So it's like nice. None of the Gripply structures look like this. Um, okay. It does seem kind of in their style, but old. Uh, okay. To either side are truncated ramps that lead down to a lower area, still blocked with earth and rubble that needs to be cleared away. Ahead of you, some 50 feet away, now Tunji to you, it's right next to you, uh, is another short staircase that leads to a 10 foot high inner wall and a door-sized opening that's covered by a curtain. What they don't include in the description here uh, is this dais at the front. It's like a step pyramid. Um, I would say if you're familiar with step pyramids of the world, it is closer to a Babylonian step pyramid, like a ziggurat, than it is to like a Mayan or Egyptian or Assyrian or Numibian or any of the variety of step pyramids in the world. You know, ziggurats are like these steep angles. And then plateau. Um, they're not like a pyramid or like a series of mounds. They're just like angle platform. Okay, interesting. Well, yeah, the, the steps just feel kind of sus. Like, and just at this point, I don't think Tunji wants to approach any entrance from dead on. So, can he make an attempt to just kind of get up on yeah, here? Ten foot high. Um, it's DC five climb check for you, Tunji. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> can you fail this <laughs> if you fail this i don't know what will happen but it, you know it is... <laughs> that's an 18 <laughs> yeah you're fine so okay. you use like parkour up there and now you're up on this dais that is the entrance right for the building inside the courtyard that you guys are in. okay he'll take a second just to like make sure like you, you know there's no disturbances but then he would motion to the others like, oh, like come on let's go let's go let's go okay so you, you deftly, agile, move up there, quietly standing at the corner. Bobble waggle topple. Um, you move up to the edge of this, this ziggurat, and 
you begin to sense a thought as you see Boz Wurmp making his way up to the opposite side near the trash heap. I'm going to climb the trash heap and... and, and you you are ahead. able to do that. <laughs> and, and you see, uh, as you climb the trash heap, um, as you see uh, Bobble Wagglesopple, like, furrow their brow in, like, what the hell am I getting this reading? Like, looking like, almost like, I'm getting a vision, you know? Um, <laughs> but, the antennas on top of your head are twitching. Yeah, but Boz, you, you climb up this, this refuse pile and you just see how many bodies of humanoids are in this and it is mm. horrifying they have been eating people um and there's just like armor and stuff in there and you think oh maybe we'll come back there uh oof so but you get up on the on you guys are flanking the entrance here and bobble mm. comes up to where your 30 feet extends into the structure let me have a sip yes. of my beverage and i'll tell you what you what you hear and like I think I, you said it's ten feet or five feet to the next level. Up, it's ten feet. It's, ten it's feet. a straight okay. like I would say like a eighty degree or like seventy eight degree angle, like shoop, big ziggurat <laughs> kind of like. Awesome. It's, it's <laughs> not. Could you just, could you just let, okay. let down some rope and like hey here like climb up? I got you. Okay, you guys, you 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 help bobble up. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. I'm trying to be quiet, but yeah, you, you can get up there I'll, with, with help. I'll allow you to get up there. Tunji's strong. <laughs> you guys are up on this thing all together. I give Tunji a very grateful look, <laughs> <laughs> and then I like make very distinct or uh, direct eye contact with him and Boz, and uh, like 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 I saw Boz doing, uh, like okay. try to do like finger motions to indicate like uh, I'm detecting. Uh, scary enemy yeah. waving hands. Like, yeah, just... <laughs> yeah. So let me tell you what you, um, what what you sense. Give me again the is it the reason? Uh, their their emotion. Uh, it's just their... their surface thoughts. Uh, without oh, it. Right, without without. Well, do it, they yeah. have to? Do they have to make a saving throw right now though? Not for that. Okay. Surface just thoughts checking. are. I'm, I'm totally getting learn familiar surface thoughts. Initially. Um. Yeah. What is, is most an action to probe deeper moment? for you? Yeah. The action gotcha. is to probe deeper and gotcha. make the wisdom okay. save. That makes it clear because like they might be able to sense you probing deeper, for example. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but hopefully they don't. Know, they might be able to sense, sense the... that you're sensing them at all. But we'll see about that. Um. Okay. So surface thoughts. You do sense some thoughts. And they are numerous much more than five um it's you it's not a word it's not um a picture it's it's just a feeling that you get and the feeling is hungry um so i like point to my head and then i like wiggle my fingers and then I make my hand into like a snake mouth <laughs> and uh -huh. I make it up and down like a sock puppet to both of them. Okay. <laughs> so you motion, there's snakes in there. Yeah. Uh, how many did I detect? Um, more than you could count. Okay. Oh. So I'm going to just like flash a bunch of fives with one of my hands. <laughs> oh, shit. Tunji's brows are definitely going to raise like, oh, what the hell? 
Um, okay. But then I'll like point to like the opposite sides of flanking this to be like, can we go around? Like, do you guys want to try to, to go around side? this? Yeah, that, you could try that's that. What I'm yeah, trying to communicate <clears throat> to them with my hand motions. It kind of hurt to investigate around the hole, Deus. It cannot. I am pretty quick, so I could just zip around there really quick. Yeah, I guess. All right. Let's I mean, see. I'm sure I you're guess... quick too, because you're a monk. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then... So we just split, split, split the party and go like both ways around this dais. Meet around the back. Let's side. go. Split the party. Go. Split the One. party. Okay. I'm gonna look at you both, and I'm gonna like point my <laughs> run away. At my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> you already run away. I'm like, shoot. I look at Tunji. I point my finger at my eyes, and then at his uh, his head, and then I uh, point at his brain, and then like try to communicate like I can understand his surface thoughts, so he can just like think like, oh shit, yeah, <laughs> and I'll know. So you guys, you guys are are communicating all this, and you come around as stealthy as you can. Your heart's probably racing right now. And you come around the backside of this building, and it's like there's still some dirt in here from when they were excavating. And you see that there's like mosaics on the walls in here um, that have been preserved, at least on this side. They must have been buried really deep under like a really, you know, intense amount of uh, pure soil. And th that's all you see, though, is the back of the building, and there's no entrance here. Oh, no. And you see there's like a, I'll tell you how high, um, how many feet is this tall? It is a 40 foot high building. Um, so it, it's got a roof that's, it's pretty squarish, kind of that same like angle at the top of a roof. That's like a, a really harsh angle, um, more like a ziggurat than a, a pyramid or a, a, roof of like a European house or something you know <clears throat> almost like a Angkor Wat kind of angles if you if you follow yeah okay Tenji well, oh, given the current evidence Tenji's gonna look at boss he's gonna trace out a rectangle like a door with his fingertips and very gently punch one fist into an open palm to hopefully infer like looks like we're gonna have to go in through the front end yeah, I think uh, Boz will just give one, like, frog leap to jump up and, like, scan the upper wall a little bit as he leaps 10 uh, feet up into the air. You just 10 feet into the air? I mean, it's a 40-foot yeah. high. Monk. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to, like, get uh, a better look over at the, the wall top higher up. wall for a second. Actually, the exterior wall. Um, you see you see over the wall, and you see outside uh there's the abandoned huts that have been grown over and then the forest and if you jump again you might see like some people huddled in one area right yep so boz just like gets to lay the land from hopping for a bit and then just looks at hunji and shrugs again does a little head wobble and then uh hops um, back around the corner you you guys smell something over here as you move away mm, can i um, it do smells a sniff um at first you smell it and you're like oh i am hungry mm. but then your stomach <laughs> turns and you're like oh wait that's whatever they're cooking in there Cannibals. and your stomach turns again and you i don't know if you almost retch or not but i don't know if i what I, how i would react to that so Ugh. yeah probably um, question yourself a little bit yeah, you'd be like, oh, I'm fucking hungry. Oh my god, that's people. 
Oh, no. um, so, but that's that's what you get from coming back here. You see, the smoke is rising from uh, what must be some sort of chimney at the back. Yeah. Boss is going to go back to the original position, hop back up, just blink. Okay, I will allow you guys to fully resume the positions you would like to go back to. That is what you resume the like position. Go back to your flanking positions. Jesse, you've gotten really quiet yeah, all of a sudden somehow. Oh, sorry, I was—I I realized I was talking, but I literally put the mic down, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be why we could never, I heard like, but nothing. He's just going to run up to Bobble and just give him like the no dice head shake. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Bobble, Bobble like tries to like communicate that they have an idea. Um, Bobble okay. pulls out a bucket and is like, pretends to like throw it. Uh, in the direction of where we the entrance is, mm. and then maybe we could draw out some of these snakes to go actively down actively trying to make noise instead of what I'm assuming you are doing right now, which is sneaky, 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 yeah. sneaky, right? Yeah. So I, I have a very loud metal bucket <laughs> <laughs> that I just want to hug. It's loud. It's louder than most normal metal buckets. This is it's a, like... a metal bucket <laughs> plus of one bucket. Plus one yes. bucket of loudness plus is a new item bucket. that we must make. But yes. um, it always um, bounces uh, at least ten times. <laughs> okay, that's an amazing um, magic item. Uh, <laughs> I do have to charge you. It would be really imbalanced. The ultimate booting the room, right, Che? Like that's yes. my bucket yeah. of loudness. And then, and then as a as a bonus action, you can recall the bucket of loudness to your to your hand. <laughs> there you go. Boom. Um, oh my god. Op <laughs> bucket of loudness. Wow. Ben, well, you've you done guys. a phenomenal job describing the interior here, and just I just need one more clarification. I am I am here for that. Now that a bucket is part of the equation, um, so this inner this <laughs> inner room inside the building is so there's there's clearly a wall. Is there, yeah. is there is there a roof over this as well? So it's a yeah, roof it's a, it's a roof. So okay, uh, so it's forty feet high from the from the ground floor, right? So you guys are okay. ten feet up. Okay. Yeah. So there's a uh, thirty foot high floor to ceiling uh roughly it's a rectangle right a rectangle that is i will give you the exact dimensions of the structure it is a uh, 55 to 60 foot long let's call it 60 feet long uh structure uh it is 40 feet wide and at the when you're up on this dais it's like there's a 30 foot high floor to ceiling clearance uh the ceiling does exist and it's like this vaulted, dramatic angle that I've described now. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I was thinking if it wasn't 40 feet tall, Tunji may have actually considered climbing up on the roof to try to get a literal drop on them. If you they came could the try door. to get up on the roof, and you haven't seen what's up top on the roof. What was that? You could try to get on the roof oh. if that's what you would like to do. Um, It's a 30-foot high climb from here. Um, and I'm going to say with there's no really noticeable handholds. It's not like there's zero handholds, but there's not like obvious ones. Right. Okay. I, I have a question about this doorway that was, that's leading in. Okay. It's a curtain, How big orange curtain hanging over the five foot wide entrance. Right. But how tall is it? Uh, it's like eight feet high. In the entrance. And then is it like lips with stone? Like uh, yeah, there's like a there's a uh, a, a phrase that uh, I'd like you all to become uh, familiar with now, actually, and this will be <laughs> something that will serve you well in the future. Um, okay, I will have to read it to you. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. 
Um, Noise bucket. There was. It, it, so it is, it is a Corbell arch. A Corbell, a Corbell arch is an <laughs> arch-like construction <laughs> method that uses the architectural technique of corbelling to span a space or void in a structure, such as an entranceway in a wall or a span in a bridge. A Corbell vault uses the technique to support the superstructure of the building's roof. It has an angular sort of um, almost like a teardrop profile. I will okay. post an image of a Corbell arch uh, or just go ahead and Google Corbell yeah, Arch. You so know? it's set it's, into the wall is the main question. Right, you know, it's it's built into the stonework, but there's nothing crazy going on with it. It's just like, it's a natural yeah. stone archway that is just open, and there's a curtain hanging in it that obscures your vision into the building. You smell the cooking meat of probably some of the villagers. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to try to make a high check to remain hidden until you are hidden what okay. do you do after you have now successfully hid outside of this temple that you are dancing around breaching <laughs> they're not coming outside I... yet because they have not evidently heard you or if they've heard you they don't want to come outside you don't know all right again i, I question i point i point at bobble and i hold up three fingers and then i lower one finger <laughs> and then i lower the other finger and I'm mirroring you after you put up three down to two. I'm on two, yeah. and I'm about to chuck the bucket. Yep, okay. and then I lower the last finger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which finger is it? It's the, the no, fifth no, finger. No, Twist. No. Uh, Don't you know frog people have a thousand I don't actually fingers. make a noise, but I chuck it. <laughs> you chuck the bucket? I chuck the bucket. Okay. Um, and it lands. Opening. He chucked the fucking bucket. With a platter <laughs> in front of of this curtain. <laughs> no, not in front of the curtain. Over here. Where do you want to throw it? Yeah. I, sorry, I don't yeah, I want to try to draw them down and away from us oh, so we can try the, to run Oh, I'm in sorry. And... When you said the door, I thought you meant yeah. the door yeah, to the no. building, not the yeah, the, 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 uh, the 15 foot wide door. entrance to the walled yeah. courtyard. I see. Way, so throwing it we away in. from you. Fine. Yeah, exactly. So you throw I, the bucket towards I, where you guys entered. And it goes clatter, 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 clatter. And I'll have to look up bucket falling downstairs sound yeah. effect or something. Um, <laughs> and That'll be some fun fully. Yeah, I'll have to find <laughs> the right the right sample for that one. Um, and you start to hear movement right away. Um, first, you hear shouting. Um, the the noises that you every once in a while heard of moaning and creatures being mistreated, pain inside. Uh, is is now background noise and and quickly ceases as you hear a hissing well from inside the temple and i need you to roll me initiative oh boy i, I do gotta say though while i was yes. holding back is i love the idea of the bucket of loudness <laughs> the bucket of Just, loudness is great no no but, so, but the noise oh. that it makes is like you know those uh -huh. dog those dog toys that like squeak like when they roll <laughs> like they have like the, the air toys inside this kind Amazing. of like this is so weird man this item I, that we have now made is so i just rolled weird. a nat 20 for a total of 24. and writing down the niche order let's get this niche. The old um, Bosworth does be getting a 16. Um, let's do, I like this style. I've learned this at the library. I really like doing this. Any above 20s? Yes. 24. 24. I'm going to roll a few initiatives of my own. 
Same, honestly. <laughs> so that's. Um, <laughs> My warm blanket. It is so nice. <laughs> I was so excited when I realized I had a bucket. <laughs> you literally have a bucket in your inventory? Yeah, it's something that every specialist gets because they're nerds. So they have like a bucket and a hammer and a sickle. I and love just, it. Like, random weird shit. That's um, so good. That's so good. When you're here, um, it, it's so less destructive than burning down a hut to distract someone. <laughs> <laughs> should have thrown your bucket. This is, the first is a time. very elegant solution. The bucket of loudness, as it will be known. Tuji um, so makes elegant. a note. Oh, yeah. Tuji makes a note. Okay, we don't have to burn down things anymore. We can throw the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> the legendary bucket of loudness. You have to go um, get the bucket though, because like, so. Hold on. Now. I got. I got. Uh, okay. And then, we have to uh, run any above above 15s 16 for boss 16 for boss 10 and above uh 11 for bobble 11 for bobble what's your uh initiative bonus um it's seven because i have a special oh, thing called okay Keen so you Sense go okay allows yeah. my <laughs> to, uh, initiative that is spicy yeah okay. nerds that aren't supposed <laughs> to be adventuring are hair trigger <laughs> so that's all three of you then i have tunji i have boz i have bobble i also have your foes um so round one of this combat that we're in now right tunji you, you hear the hissing welling from inside and you see a fluttering at the curtains um just ever so slightly you see that, like it move a little bit um yeah something's moving inside you can hear it you can see it uh what do you do tunji is actually going to so knowing that okay shit's going down he's gonna run he's actually gonna like slide his way or slide jump his way down this dais real quick to the ground floor okay. and he's gonna you, run like, to the side down. i'm assuming the stairway has to be roughly you know it elevates to a point of 10 feet so it we're talking like, 10 feet the healthy angle can Tunji yeah. make an attempt to kind of like duck and like like kind of yeah. duck in and tuck you, into the corner? You you tuck yourself into there. You're you're you are right there. I don't think you need to make a hide check for what you're doing right now. Okay. You, it, and it to is ready just, like, action, visibility wise, like you're behind some cover, right? You know, you are yeah. you're there. Awesome. And could I, could he ready an action to attempt to trip anyone who comes running out down the stairs? Yeah. And trip so you down move the down to the sharp angle that the stairs are at. So anybody who came up would have to move like to the edge and then look down to see you. Um, and they would see you hiding in this nook between the stairs and the edge of this ziggurat. Um, and you ready an action to trip anybody who comes like you have to vault up and like maybe grab their leg or something. But you or use a staff to like you know jab yeah. a staff. Yeah, you could like uh, jump up on your staff like Shaolin monk style and then like sweep the legs. I would allow that. Yeah. Um, okay. Perfect. You ready that? Yep. That's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, next in the order, round one. You um. You you hear the slithering more and it gets louder and hissing and um you hear a couple of uh barked kind of like i can't make the noise I, I, you hear like 
barked hissing noises that are like this percussive horribleness. It's just very grating with the sounds you're hearing from the inside. Like, but it's it's clearly a language, you would guess. Um, okay. And then next in the order is Bosworm. Oh, gosh. going to go in so i'm yeah, going go. to ready an action to like i'm going to slink up here and just try to stay hidden by the wall I'm ready an action to poke somebody who comes through the door. Right, so you come up to the curtain yep i'm going to okay. back against the wall up to the curtain shield ready spear okay. ready ready an action poke a poke a fool got it second here you guys um we're gonna change our music this is not the vibe that what do you mean it's not the vibe it's all right i've, I've been listening to something else oh it's yeah mission impossible vibe right now right it's mission impossible one of my favorite things to do in D, which you can normally do is like you mm-hmm. can start a a adventure with mission impossible theme and then at some point it just turns into benny oh, hill yakety sex <laughs> benny yes it's just why is definitely it not very working? different ben <laughs> why is it not working anymore it's it's going okay there it goes okay uh where where, where were we a second ago there's benny hill there's a music change there's um, uh, uh, so boss comes up to the curtain and readies an attack i do End of your turn? Yes. Alright. Next up, you uh boss, you get to uh actuate on that readied attack. I don't think that's the right word for that. You get to uh to realize that that opportunity for yourself as a creature slithers into view. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's big um, <laughs> and peeks its head out of the door. The curtain falling across its large, frilled, uh, I don't know the right snake term, uh, fanning cheek part. <laughs> Someone look up the, the term for this snake thing. Who would have guessed that it would just you, peek? You get a glimpse inside. Who is it? <laughs> Hello? Um, past its body. <laughs> Uh, you see the upper court of the temple has been completely cleared of debris. Six pillars inside support the ceiling, and the northern half of the enclosed area is bathed in sunlight, evidently from windows you guys didn't see yet, uh, and uh, making it easy to see the horrific scene playing out in the far side of the room. Oh shit. Uh, notably, there are two snake-like people, one with a snake head and one with just normal snaky, scaly skin, but normally looking human, bound to some sort of altar. And a collection of the more threatening looking varieties of, you know, snakes for hands kind of guys inside here, as well as a large constrictor 
and a five by five cube of swarming snakes. Um, oh, there's a glitch here. There we go. Yikes. Um, snakes. Doinks. That's what you see. Boz Wurmp make that attack against this snake head that reveals the curtain back and you see inside. Blast him, Boz. So that snake beat me on initiative, just to me. Be sure. Uh, we were going what was your initiative? Row. It uh, was eleven. Yeah, yeah. There's there's more snakes. Cool. So. I just want yeah. to make sure they're they're all uh they're not rolled for all at once in this encounter. Gotcha. Fun. Yeah. Let's do it. They go at different oh, this music though. I know. Pog, 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 pog. Okay, so so eighteen uh, to hit. No. Eighteen to hit. It would hit. Let me tell you. Hold on. I hope so. Up the character sheet. It hits. Go ahead and do that damage. All right. This thing's immune to poison. I'm calling it right now. I mean, <laughs> if, the, if the wimpy ones are, eh. Seven points of piercing damage. Seven points of piercing damage dealt as you skewer into its large, snaky abdomen. Everything about this creature is a snake, except for the fact that it is wearing, like, a bandolier. It has a sword and a shield and arms. Whoa. Same. What the fuck? Well, that's my reaction, so... Alrighty. That's a good prepared thing that resolved in your favor, I would say, um, as you guys used your bucket of loudness and began this craziness. Next up, that was their turn, and then it is Bobble's turn. Hmm. They're probably not going to come out, are they? I mean, this one stuck its head out, but you can see that it, it seems like it would struggle to fit through the door without, like, slithering out. Like, its its torso is big, and, like, it, it only pokes its head out and, and gets attacked. It's not biting. It just got stabbed. Um, I'd be like, I guess we're not waiting for the com them to come out. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> put my light bow, uh, crossbow away, and I guess I will stride forward and stab this thing, too. Okay, you move up to the other side, you know, you can both be peering in this curtain, seeing this horrible scene. Go ahead and yeah, move yourself up there and we'll go to there. Um, so yeah, I pulled out my long sword. It's like wobbling above me. It's like okay. my entire height as I like try to, uh, I, actually I'm gonna like look it up and down and um, see if I can study it, do this study a subject. Okay. It needs you to make you a... study its head poking out. Yeah. Um, and you try to run over and bring it down and cut off the head of the snake, as they would say. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna, it needs to make a deception check and I'll make an investigation check okay. to look at it. Um, let me see what it gets to a bonus for that. I rolled a 23. Um, okay, you beat it, even though it rolled well and it doesn't have bad uh, modifiers to deception. After all, it is a snake. Uh, like a, Mm. Serious snake, but you still beat it. I look at its weapons and I'm like, that, "That's not like what I got." And uh, I will try to stab it. Giant scimitar, like, is what you see is it is a giant-sized scimitar. Like, you would not be able to wield this weapon remotely. Fool! You should have fell from my bucket. <laughs> I'm trying to slash at him. Um, yeah. I mean, That's in a way, a... they did. He wouldn't. Would he have come over here this is if true. you hadn't have made that noise? Now his head is here for me to slash at. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a twelve plus seven is 
you know what? Uh, I'm so bad at math. It's a 19? 19, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a hit. Cool. Uh, you slam the sword here? down into its neck yeah. grill. Oh man, I rolled a one, so that's five points of slashing damage. Five points slashing. I've cool. got it. Um, I think. Uh, I think I'll be like, come and get me, sucker! <laughs> and okay. I will. Uh, I will try. I won't disengage. I will just step away. You're gonna Wait, move away. I, okay, it takes an attack of opportunity. You gotta make sure that I have. Yeah, go for it. Um, it reaches out with its mouth and snaps at you. Um, with disadvantage because I'm studying it. Uh, it gets an 18 on the lower roll. Um, you got me. Yeah, and it's going to deal its damage here. Oh boy. Okay. Come and get me. This is. Oh, you got me. <laughs> um, six piercing. Cool. And then. Thirteen poison. Thirteen poison. Oh boy. Yeah. Man, I'm glad I'm immune to poison. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's its attack of opportunity as it bites you one time. You just feel as it bites your, your arm, it brings the sword back. You just feel it start burning. Like, oh, the pain. <laughs> yeah, that, that hurt. Yeah. Okay. Next in the order, I believe that was Bobble's turn. Yep. So then um, something starts sort of shaking the, the stonework around this Corbell arch and a brick pops out of place as another snake forces its way out and moves. Um, I'm going to just get is a little bit of Calvin ball here, but because snakes are weird, <laughs> here's where we go. This snake moves into these <laughs> squares. <laughs> And wow. is coiled, <laughs> coiled around each other are these two snakes writhing out of and surging beyond the the diameter of this archway. And a couple of bricks fall, uh, and you you see the temple uh, not shatter but crack as they force their way out. Uh, this one does not have any humanoid features, armor, or weapons. It is just a very very large yellow snake. And a snake. Okay. It is going to banana snake. <laughs> banana snake. It's a banana. <laughs> um, I have to look up its thing really quickly here. I thought I had it open. It is going to attempt to constrict Bosworm. Tell it no. I'm going to tell it yes, and you're going to not roll anything because it's not a grapple check. Okay. It I makes agree. an attack against you. Okay. What is your armor class, Bosworm? 18? Yeah. Yeah, this is not a hit. It, it just sort of like starts coming at you, and you are juking back and forth as it, it seems like try to get a bead on you and how to wrap around you. <clears throat> um, that's right. its turn, and we are at the top of, I believe, round two of this intense snake combat. Tunji. Tunji is 
All right, shit's going down. So Tunji's gonna just swing himself up onto the staircase here to get on a little more even footing with okay. the action. And he's gonna just throw himself in and start flinging him. It looks like, so the this big old banana snake here yep. is <laughs> it's through. It, it kind of put itself first and foremost in the front, yeah? Yeah, it's it's like gone under, like if the, if the snake person, the gigantic snake person, Who's you know they they occupy a, a ten by ten square. Uh, if they had legs, this would be coming out from underneath their legs. But they're just both occupying the doorway and completely filling it. And this one is like surged out and spilled onto the squares of the entrance to this cigarette. All right. Well, Tunji's flying in with both staff and feet flying. So we got we have uh, four attacks coming in. Okay. Two of them are going to be with the staff, and two of them are going to be unarmed. Okay. Okay, first roll with the staff. That is a 19. That's a hit. Deal some damage. Eight bludgeoning. Eight what? bludgeoning damage, and it uh, y- you feel a crack as you punch it in the face. Right on. And here comes an unarmed strike. Okay. Oof, that's only... That's a 12. That's exactly what you need. Deal some damage. Woo! Okay. Nice. Low that armor is... class in this campaign, this this little Perfect. arc here. Perfect. Ten bludgeoning. Ten Ooh. bludgeoning. And you, you, I think you punch and then spin and kick it right in the jaw. And you just see the jaw crack and hang slack. And then the eyes just go still. And it, it wrenches one time to the side and dies. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, man. That's... Tunji's feeling a little jazzed off that. Uh, he's going to press the attack. He's going to move. He's going to advance. Okay. So you have to, and like, try- move up onto the corpse of this huge snake. It's, like, oh, that's right. three mm-hmm. feet in diameter. I see. Okay. What Would that entail any sort of uh, saves on your end? Or on my end? No, I mean, you're, you're just... You're moving on top of it, and you, you've moved now. So, like, rising above this dead snake corpse is the snake person with the scimitar the giant size scimitar um there you can see them inside the doorway but they're poking their head and an arm now outside okay well tunji's gonna throw a quick glance back at bobble just to make sure you know he's okay after that last uh bite he took and okay. then he's gonna go right back into it and expend uh and throw one more uh quarterstaff swing and one more unarmed attack at this uh snake okay. guy all right here uh, we'll start with the quarterstaff Okay. That's a 15. Okay, 15 is a hit. Okay, and that's a D8. Or no, uh, yeah, D8 plus one. That's 10 bludgeoning. 10 bludgeoning damage as you pummel this snake person of huge size. Awesome. And then the final unarmed strike. We're just going to go for a kick here. That is an 18. 18 is also a hit. Spicy. Well, man, wow, these damage diary. I'm, they're, they're, that's another six plus four. That's another 10 bludgeoning. Another Ooh. 10 bludgeoning as you crack, yeah. crack, crack, smack. You just you bludgeon see. your way up these stairs and stand now like balancing on, on top of the corpse of the yellow banana snake, boxing its... Uh, humanoid companion of the same size. That was a Bananas point well spent. Bananas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Next so like in 38 the order. damage? Yeah, much. if that is your end of your turn, Tunji. That's it. Okay. Then um you hear a cry of pain from inside. Uh just someone yelling bloody murder. Um like they've just got stabbed. Um you think maybe those were the people who were moaning when you guys were coming up on the temple. Save them. Uh uh, as well, you that that's all you perceive right then. Um, let's see. Then it's Boz's turn. Alright, Ben, you're gonna like this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you're, you're gonna I'm gonna see <laughs> if you let me do this, but I think Well tell me about what's, what's going on. Let's see. Alright, so bonus action, Boz Worm is gonna fly into a rage. But of course. I, so I would be mad too. Yeah. Bosworm then would like. How tall is this snake? Per- like, where is this big snake person? Uh, it's its head at? and arm with the scimitar is outside mm. of this eight foot high, five foot wide opening. Right. right? So it's no. So, so its head is no taller than ten feet. Or yeah, no, it's right? not standing yeah. over ten feet tall. Right. It's like, I would it's like, like to not even at the eight feet. It's like you know. So it's an eight feet high opening, five feet wide. There's mm-hmm. a snake coming through. The banana snake is three feet in diameter. So it takes banana up most of the door. But then okay. rising above that snake, like they're coiled yeah, together, this right? Is yep. this other right. snake. He has an arm with the sword. So Ben, yes. I want to jump onto this giant snake person's face and grapple it. You could try to grapple its face. Um, I would need an <laughs> acrobatics or athletics check to jump. Oh no, you, you're a frog person. What am I saying? I have a, yes, you I have a 10 foot jump. You can just jump that high. So you yeah. are able to move in that manner, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I can just take land a land and grapple him. I think I'm gonna need a grapple check. Yeah, I would imagine. Like, so my first fail, attack and my like, double you might attack continue action. continue moving. I got a 17 on the die and I have advantage okay. on strength checks. Well, still a 17. Because so. I'm raging. Um, so so that is a total. Um, it's a, is it a, is it a, it's athletics, right? 24. Athletics or acrobatics is your choice. 24. 24? Yeah, you, you latch on to this thing. You can feel it's strong, but it seems like it didn't dodge you, you know? You, right, you so I latch I'm... on to its, it's a big frilled, uh, like, head uh, fan, you know? Yep, and then I'm going to use my uh, additional attack to attack it once, once I'm on top of its head. Yeah. But otherwise, I'm just going to maintain the grapple, grabbing its head. These are called, by the way, occipital scales, we call these things. Oof, natural 19 on the die. Okay, so that's an attack? Yep, I'm just going to stab it, grabbing it, stab it in the head. Mm -hmm. Yep. That is uh, 11 points of piercing damage with my spear. 11, 11 piercing damage. Oh, man. Um, okay, chip, chip, chipping away at this snake. You guys, oh, can I, move my, can I move my token to be on the same square as this thing? As the monster? Yeah, I think if you're grappling a large-sized creature, I think that makes And you jumped onto his head? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how's that for you? Yeah, cool. Okay. That's what I wanted. Vision of the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, curtain is right. gone. It's like been trampled to the ground now under the banana snake. And you can see into this six pillars, you know, the altar with the two people. Uh, do you want to make me a perception check as you kind of climb on this thing's back? Sure. Natural 18, rolling rocks. Okay, yeah, you see the altar in the distance and you see 
two snake people bound to it again, and and you also see one with a dagger in the chest of the male. Uh, which one is that? Uh, you can see this one here. The red, the red dot. Uh, red, red marked one. Blue has uh, red uh, plunged a dagger in, into red's chest. Okay. It seems like sacrificing them or something. Sacrifice, um, Kalima. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So that's, that's what you see. You get on the thing, right on. Next up, this is gonna be really interesting, you guys. <laughs> Let me see how to phrase this. Um, Come and get me. <laughs> I gotta look something up. Hold on, I'm reading something. Oh boy, they're gonna they're gonna freaking Voltron into some giant like, <laughs> giant <laughs> snake. No. Mega um, snake, mega banana snake. <laughs> okay, um, a measure. Um, shaking its occipital scales, this ginormous snake creature that you just jumped on top of, Boss, is going to hiss, and it's this loud, high-pitched grating, like almost nails on a chalkboard. Uh, but it keeps getting higher and higher until you guys, your your ears are ringing and its eyes, the slits between the yellow pupils flare open with this deep blackness that seems like as you make contact with them to peer into your very soul. And I need each of you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Uh-oh. I'm not great at those. Uh, so 17 with 17 20. from the Tunji. 20, uh, 20 with the uh, wisdom. Uh, yeah. 20 uh, total from Tunji? Yes. 20 total. Okay. V8. 23 for Bobble. 23? Okay. I'm Fif- 15 from Bosworp. Okay. Yes, Bosworp, as you no, gaze into the eye of this thing that you're hugging onto its face, Suddenly, the bedtime stories your clan would tell you flash through your mind, and you feel your pulse quicken, and you just feel fear overwhelm your body, and you are compelled to flee from it. Okay, so I have to run away from it. Um, while frightened by this spell, a creature must take the dash action and move away from it by the safest available route on each of its turns, unless there's nowhere to move. If the creature ends its turn in a location where it doesn't have line of sight to this creature, the creature can make a wisdom saving throw. On a successful save, the spell ends for the creature, but until that duration, you must take the dash action on each of your turns to move away from this great snake who has struck fear into your tiny frago heart. All right. All right. That is what it does. And then it is going to end its turn. Um, Inside of the structure here, um, 
you hear another scream, this time higher pitched ever so slightly as the woman on the right side has a dagger plunged into her back and you see another one of these snake creatures start trying to sacrifice someone at this altar. We are back at the top of the order. No, I'm sorry, I skipped one thing. Oh, um, moving through the pile of corpses out the front door and onto, I'm gonna roll for it, um, onto Bobble Waggle Topple. Wait, did you steal my turn? Or is... I'm still, uh, I, I, I almost skipped your turn, and I was wrong, so well, I'm, we're, doing, okay. we're doing both of those things here. So first, uh, after the creature, the large creature, cast its big spell, um, a surge of many small snakes moves onto Bobble Waggle Topple's square, and... It is going to make an attack against Bobble. What's your AC? It is 15. Yeah, well, I, I rolled a 19 on the die. Oh boy. So, oh, well, why um, did you ask? I, 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 should, I, I asked while I was rolling. <laughs> and sure, then, yeah, yeah. Technically, um, wouldn't I get, would I get an attack opportunity against this? I guess you would as it leaves a threatened square. Is there slithers under you? But yeah, you're frightened. Yeah. You have to move away, but no reason you can't take AOOs. Go for it. Okay. Um, and I'll tell you what damage uh, you, are, you take as well. 13 uh, total. Michael. <laughs> Four, 13 or, no, to hit. 14 to hit. 14 to hit. 14 to hit. Hits, exactly. Hey, I'll take it. Um, and go ahead and deal damage. I'm going to deal damage to Michael. 11 Yikes. points of damage. 11 points of damage and do 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 the bite attack three piercing damage and i need a constitution saving throw from you save Ooh, that's probably not gonna make it at all that's a two plus four plus two is six six and how much damage was that um well i'm gonna tell you now um so i rolled for it if you three points uh, yes, I believe three points of piercing damage. Um, but then after the failed constitution saving throw, and I want to tell you what I rolled here. Um, I rolled a six, I rolled a six, I rolled a five, and I rolled a five. Um, on 4d6. And on a failed save, you take full damage. On a successful yeah. save, you take half. Yeah, on a DC a 10 constitution saving throw. I definitely failed. So you take 22 damage. Oh my Poison damage. Yo, Bobble is super done. Yeah. Bobble's Are you down. unconscious? Okay. Oh yeah, easily. Alright, just had 11 hit points. Okay. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> got it. Okay, so you are bit Bobble by a swarm of poisonous snakes and they, some of them even start constricting you and you note as you go down and your vision dims, the wide variety of colors they seem to be. <laughs> mm, um, damn. Yes. Beautiful sight. Damn. Okay then. <clears throat> I turned it to you like, don't worry, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, you look fine. As you like swallow, you swallow their swarm and pile of snakes. <laughs> then it is your turn. 
best save, yeah? And that's the last in the order here, because you guys killed the giant banana snake. So, yeah, this is a death saving throw. Okay. Good luck. Thanks. Ooh, 17. That'll save. Okay, mark one in the success column. Yeah. Very good. Top of the order, Tunji. All right. Tunji sees Bobble just enveloped in this pile of snakes. This pile of... <laughs> what, what did you what did you call them? What kind of scales? There are many different colors of snakes. There's ones okay. with red and yellow and black stripes. There's some that are blue. There's some that are green. It's, it's just horrifying, really. All right. <laughs> unfortunately nice. for me, Tunji has no idea that while that uh, big boss snake's shriek kind of you know, shook him, he didn't affect him. He's not aware that boss worm here has been yeah. feared. By it. feared. So he's, I mean, yeah. He's going to dangerously assume like, okay, boss is going to try deal with this guy. <laughs> oh, I got to no. go to Bobble. So he's going to actually just skip on over here to Bobble. Okay. And I, <laughs> yeah, he just starts first swinging with his staff. <laughs> at, the, at the snakes. Just trying to like beat them off, get them okay. away from him. All right. Uh, I think that's attack. That's I love that. That <laughs> this, is, this is such a crazy encounter, you guys. Uh, that's a 12 on the first attack roll. Uh, a 12 does not hit. You smack at them and you just like feel like someone wrapping around your staff and you're like, no, get, get off. Hey, no. And All right. It's not well, working. Okay, so um, the way normally with... I'm going to just do proper monk attack things. So normally, even though I, I, I'm going to burn a key to do four attacks total, but the way the combat system works is I can attack with the staff, but then I have to do two unarmed attacks, and then I can attack with the staff again. So okay. as the snakes are climbing up, he's going to be like kind of kicking them off the staff okay. and like also trying to grab them and just throw them off. With, so two unarmed attacks. Go ahead. Right now. Yeah. Uh, that's the next one is 22. <coughs> That'll hit. For seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. Let me check one thing here. Um, yep. Okay. Okay. Then another unarmed attack. Okay. For that's a fourteen on the attack. Um, that is exactly a hit. Woo! All right. That is a minimal on the dice. That's five points of bludgeoning. Five points of bludgeoning. Okay, and you, you're you're killing snakes. There right. are just a lot of them. Just keep on coming. All right, one more quarter staff swing here. Ugh, that's a thirteen. That's not a hit. That's yep. a All you right. smack into a couple and they just like start to advance towards you. All right, that's Tunji's turn. Oh boy. Okay. Um. Balls? Next in the order is a creature on the inside who is going to move up towards you, Boz. One of the only humanoid uh, snakes that isn't giant-sized. Uh, it's coming over here. It's, there are three of them that are, seem like they're on the side of the big snake. They're helping sacrifice people in here. Uh, and this one makes its way over towards Boz Worm and is going to turn both of its arms into snakes and make <laughs> two attacks against Boss Worm. That's rude. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Um, that's one miss and one miss. Okay, get, get away here. from that one. It, it, they didn't roll so good, but whatever. Whatever, they'll get you next time. Um, 
Boz, now you're up, and you must take the dash action away from this creature. Once you've broken the line of sight, you can, I'm not sure if it's on the same turn. Uh, let me look it up here. Um, fear. Uh, if the creature ends its turn in a location where it does not have line of sight to you, the creature can make a wisdom saving throw. So if you can break LOS on this turn, you can make a wisdom saving throw at end of turn. Ben. Um, yes. I'm two foot seven. Okay. How tall is this wall? It's ten feet tall. So you jump off this thing's face and jump down the wall to break LOS. And hide in the corner. Yeah, I'm hiding okay, in the you corner. do that Over and it. you take an AOO as you go. Okay. It's going to... AOO as you go. Um, let's see. Rules here. I think this works just fine. It is going to try to grab you as you go. Stop, grab! Um, with its tail, actually. Um, are, you, oh, are you grappling? 18 on the die. No, it's not grappling. It's making a melee weapon attack with a plus 7 modifier, and it rolled an 18 on the die. Okay. So that's going to be a hit with a Go. total of 25. Uh, it's got a reach of 10 on that, by the way. Um, as it reaches down as you go and just picks you up. Um, now you're going to take some damage. Uh, and you oh, are no. grappled. Um, you take 15 bludgeoning damage as it crushes you in its Ow. grip. Um, and uh, you can use a, uh, a grappling check, basically, uh, to an athletics check escape. from you to escape on your turn. Um, okay. But also, at the moment, you are compelled to use your dash action on this. Uh, but you broke LOS, so actually, give me a wisdom saving throw. 19 on the die, let's go. Okay, now you don't have to flee from the thing anymore. <laughs> I'm kidding, you know. it's cracked by a constrictor to come to your yeah. sense. Yeah. It's just, yeah, this is brutal, you guys. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, this is fucking brutal. Boswork just runs away and is like screaming at the top of his little lungs, and then like it's the scream to squeeze out of him by the tail of the snake. And it's oh, like, God. <laughs> uh -huh. But then you come to and you're like, yeah. I have to kill him. Oh. As my scream is squeezed out of me, so is my fear. <laughs> and then, <laughs> if that's the end of Boz's turn. Uh, actually, you know, purely by rules, the, right? I think that's how Dash, you do the save. You, right, so dash action. You do the wisdom save. So yeah, the end of Is that what it says? Okay, then. Yeah, yeah, yes. So then it's it's terrible. How rude. Um, it has you constricted. Yes, I believe so. Um, okay, it is going to crush. Crush, crush me. Um, let's see. I don't want to die. I smell blood in the water. Yeah, you guys. It's 10 blood damage coming your way as it constricts you for its action. Any bludgers in chat? Any bludgers? Um, yep. So... Okay. That's what it do. And then inside, you hear the screaming of one of the people sharply uh, reach a climax and then stop.
Um, Lovely. You're dead. Let's Heck. see. Then, yeah. Then it is Bobble Waggle. Sorry, bar, Bobble Marble Waggle Topple's turn. Yeah, get it right. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying to argue. You guys. <laughs> it's all good. The things that matter. All right. Death save time. Death save. That's a natural two. Ooh, better than a natural one in this case. Yeah, sure so, um, it's one failure, one success. Oh boy. <laughs> this is gonna be the first SRD TPK? It might. Oh, it is very well. I'm okay maybe. with that. I mean, I'm already the ending of this story. <laughs> I mean, let's just go down swinging. Not die. We're gonna go down. Leave this story uh, left hanging for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be quite the cliffhanger. What happens after this if you guys all die? Let's find out, because next up is the top of the order again, Tunji. Okay. Shit. <laughs> Agreed. Yep. I think in Tunji's head, he would he would still see Bobble. Boss is constricted. Yeah. Bobble's out covered in snakes. Yep. Goddamn. Um... Well, seeing as Boss has a chance to ex extricate himself, I think he's going to stay on top of this pile of snakes, swinging away, trying to just get Bobble, like, out of okay. direct arm. So I also have to say, I did make a mistake on my end. The swarm of snakes there was supposed to have a turn right before the top of the order here. So let's just do this. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, sure. um, You go ahead and make an attack, and it's going to make an attack, too. Okay, sweet. All right, so um, I'm gonna just keep. Man, this is. Uh, I'm just gonna burn through this key, man. I got it. So I'm gonna burn one for. Um, again, four more attacks, two staff, two unarmed. Here comes the first yeah. staff attack. It misses for sure. It rolled. That's really a nat twenty. Okay, oh. you guys. That really need this to nat be a good 20. one. Quarter staff bludgeoning. Okay. Holy on shit. On a crit card. Holy shit. As bludgeoning damage on your, your yes. staff. With my stick. Okay. And stay down. Um, the target is pushed back 10 feet. Make a, de a DC 14 dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, the creature is knocked prone and takes 1d6 damage. Okay then. Prone these tiny snakes. So first, <laughs> it's pushed back 10 feet. Boom. <laughs> Uh, and you just like I think what we see is a little bit of like is there in your understanding of, of the, this monk like do you have the ability to like do like spiritual force to your to your fists like and, and you, you tried to like make air come out of your punch one time like what does this look Tun like as you rocket this thing yeah. back so Tunji I, maybe yes maybe not without, without actually act he's right, pretty flustered so without actually concentrating yeah. while he can't like you know he normally could fire off a, like a super potent concentrated like sure. black wind but maybe this was just him like like get off my yeah. friend this is just like a so wall of force it's like boom. yeah like, a, like, a, like a, a wall of wind that just was not yeah. strong enough to, like cause actual damage but to definitely lift them off him and they, all the snakes fly like someone throwing a container of french fries and uh <laughs> they all land in this general pile at the end of the ziggurat um and they're gonna make a dc 14 um, dexterity saving throw, and if they fail, they're gonna take 1d6 damage. Ooh, uh, they just rolled a 2! Uh, let's see. You haven't rolled your damage yet either for the attack, have you? I have not. Ooh, they rolled a 6! Oh All the damage! God. That's sick. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Here, here comes the staff damage. Okay. 
Oh wow. Okay. Uh, that's that's a seven on that plus for that eight, nine, ten. That's eleven. Double your double oh. your damage die for a crit. Oh, that's right. Okay. Sorry. So that's yeah. So wait. So I rolled a seven. So then that would be fourteen, 14. plus your mod. Yeah. So fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, eighteen. Eighteen damage. Dang. Okay. Um. Yeah, there are not very many snakes left alive. A lot of them are limply laying around now. Okay. Wow. Holy smokes. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Um, stabilizing. Stabilizing is an action, correct? Um, heal check to stabilize. Heal check to stabilize. Which you could help me with my next death save to give me advantage, and I could maybe give him a roll in that twenty. It is help a a um. I don't bonus think it's action? a bonus. No, pretty sure it's not. Oh, not as a bonus action. action, yeah. No, it's so a full So if, he, if he's already been using the action to attack, okay. then I think you can't, like, mechanically stabilize. Yeah, well, I know what Tunji's doing ne his next turn, then. Um, I mean, you did punch a swarm of snakes off of Bobble, which is something, isn't it? You know? It helps. It helps. It's incredible. There's He's just gonna, like a little bleeding halfling lying there yeah. with a bunch oh, of man. armor and weapons all over him. Maybe he'll, oh, maybe we'll just say he'll, he's going to use this turn, his combat turn, just to try to clear clear the immediate action around him. So he's going to try to get the snakes off Bobble, which he succeeded. Now he's going to just try to get this big guy, you know, get him to stop constricting boss yeah. or whatever. So we're going to direct okay. the next two unarmed attacks and the uh, final staff attack against big snakey boy. Okay, three more attacks yeah. coming at the big snake. Yep, there's unarmed. Do it. That this is, is really, I, I gotta say, it seems like the main threat to you right now. Yeah, that's a Double 13. 13? Nice. Not a hit. Nope. Alright, second unarmed attack. That's even worse. That's a 10. Um, no, so I guess move on to that final down. quarter staff attack. That's a 14. Oh, no. Oof. Right. It's just like you're you're wailing into it and you're making contact. You just don't feel like any of those hits were in a spot that it must be like Wild. weak or you weren't hitting it hard enough or it, the battle's wearing on you. The wily um, snake, all right, that's his turn. Next up, one of them is going to clamber out underneath his uh, comrade here, the large version of him, his big bro, and he is going to make an attack at Tunji. Uh, I will uh, take an attack opportunity at him as he moves into my range. Oh, full arm master, eh? Mm-hmm. Ten feet up. Uh, I forgot. Is that within reach? Am I being held in this thing's uh, tail still? Yeah, but, you know, I'm just wondering, is ten feet within your reach range? I think it is. With um, it's not technically a reach weapon, so it's just if it actually is in the square next to me. Right, but imagine in the three-dimensional thing here, right? It's right. 10 feet up. Sure. So, so it, just, it depends that... on the, the, the mythos or the, the magic of me being held in this thing's tail. If I'm on the ground... You're on the... You're thing, on, you, I, 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 I let you move all the way down there, and then it has a 10-foot uh, reach. So if that works for that, I think this works for you, right? It's, right, it's sure. Like that's, you're, yeah. That re, that so I got a 17 okay. on the attack roll to okay. AOO this thing. Okay, that is a hit. Okay. Max damage, 12 points of piercing damage. 12 <laughs> points of piercing damage. Okie dokie. And I assume, I mean, I will poison if you want me to, but I don't think it matters, right? Um, no, it's, it's, it is immune to poison. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Next up, uh, it failed its attack. That was its turn. You hear a male scream from inside, a little bit lower, uh, hisses, and then ceases as that captive dies as well. Again, in there, dang, man. That's just what happens. It's, it's how this encounter works. So, um, similar in a way to the brood pools, right? You know, there's, there's a time elapsing. It's what you do changes what happens. Um, let's see. Next up, I believe, is Bosworm. All right. Bosworm still wrapped in this thing's clutches. Yeah. You want to try to escape it, or you want to try nope. to attack it? Yep, Bosworm is just going to scream out at these snaky, snaky folk and be like, "Go, mm, oh, damn!" You little Please start by. It has legs. Yeah. That's my first attack. Attack uh, 25 to hit. And we lost the audio, but it hits. But the little guy up front, right? The little guy up front that you're stabbing, yep. Okay. Then I will uh, final bonus action attack. Clonk him with my... Uh, the heft of my spear. Uh, that is a 20 to hit. That's also a hit. Okay, hit, hit. hit. Uh, nine. Gosh darn audio nine. issues. Welcome nine. back. Say Eight that again. Oh uh, yeah. So that that after after I uh, at least hopefully bring this thing below half health. This little minion snake person. Oh yeah, it's below I half will, health. I will end my turn. Okay. Constricted. Uh, constricted at all. You got constricted by it. Um, yeah. And then, um, that was actually its turn. It constricts you, and at the end of its turn, it just does damage to you because it's got you in the condition it needs to do that. Um, and then it's Bobble Waggle Topple's turn to do a death save. No exciting. Heck yeah. A chance to right. live, a chance to one die. Save one Woo! Another success. Nice. Not in the right direction. That's two success and one fail. Yes. Okay. Next in the order, the remnants of this swarm moves over Bobble Waggle Topple and tries to swarm onto Tunji. Yeah. Bring it, snake ass bitches. <laughs> uh, and let's see. It's going to make a melee attack at you once it actually it moves onto your space. That's probably going to be a hit. Yeah, 16 on the die. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's got it's got a, mod, a positive modifier. So, um, okay. What do we got? What do we got? We got maximum damage on the piercing damage. Six piercing damage. Okay. And I need you to make me a DC 10 Constitution. Don't go down, Tunji. That's a, that's, that's a six. 
Oh my god, dude. <laughs> you guys. No. Okay, so that is 13 poison damage. You're gonna take all of that. <laughs> I'm down to 13. Okay. Man, who would have guessed all these gigantic, like, door filling yeah. snakes? The most dangerous enemy is, like, the small pile of regular sized snakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Big, the um, the little minions here seem like they are really problematic. I will give you that. Turns out they're the um, BBG. Turns out, yeah, okay, so. That was their turn. Then we're back at the top of the order, and that is Tunji's turn. All right. Verna Key starts swinging, flailing yeah, around. Okay. We're, we're going to try to ice this little... Smoke pack. monkey got him. Yeah, it's yeah. time to resource resource dump. <laughs> yep, exactly. Staff uh, swing. Oh, that's off the table. What did it land on the floor? That is 18, <laughs> 19, 20, 22, 23, 25. That's 25. Okay, yeah, that'll hit. What are you hitting, Pat? Okay. No? I'm hitting the it, the snakes that are they are all the over Tunji. Okay, you you just like are smack, 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 hitting them. Okay, that hits. Oh, that is a max on the die, so that's twelve eight nine. Okay, nine. that's twelve points of. Uh, you stomp the life out of the last of them, and they die. <laughs> Finally. Nice. God. Okay. Perfect. Um, and you're clear of their horribleness. All right, that's oh. one attack. Okay, the the, fist, the fists keep flying, so he's gonna oh, man. whirl around for an unarmed attack against some smaller snake man here. Okay, yeah, the humanoid. So you've gone from littlest snakes. Now you're gonna hit medium snake man. That is a twenty-four. That's a hit. Spice. For eight bludgeoning. Eight bludge. He goes. Ugh. He gets punched. All right, and he's gonna punch him again. Punch him again. Oof, that's a. Dude, that's just that's a nine. Uh no, that's not it. And last but not least, he's gonna swing him with a staff. I right, get him. That's a twenty-three. That's a hit. Good deal. Damage is. You guys have only budgeting. crit one time this whole time, and we've had gonna, no critical it. fails. So that's how much damage? That's uh eight more bludgeoning. Eight more bludgeoning damage. This thing looks like it's one hit away. It's, it's staggering there, wavering, looks a little bit woozy. Okay, moving on. All right, after Tunji, I don't even know what round we're in right now. Um, the humanoid fight. that you're fighting yeah, it's fine. is going to make a swing at Tunji. Do it! With his two snake arms. You're familiar with this. Quite. Okay, first attack coming in. Uh, what's your armor class? 17. That's exactly a hit. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Here Is we go. Is that the sound that made? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That is one. Uh, no, sorry. Three total. I'm sorry. That is four total because I can do basic math. Uh, piercing damage. It rolled a one on the die as a plus three. Okay. Four piercing. You really don't want to get max damage here. I think you'd go down. Okay. I'm going to take a picture of this. No. <laughs> no fuck off. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of this right now. 
You know, I've got a backup character that I could just bring in. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna send this picture to Discord <laughs> right now. Yeah, what, like a I have, you haven't heard stamp. me roll any more die. I, I, I am right here. I am sending the picture. Come on, what the dice, dice gods have declared tonight. Sending the picture. I did not make this. I didn't fake it. I didn't do it. Incredible. to God. Okay. You like guaranteed it. All right. One second. Okay. So that is. Ben does. Ben does do this. By the way, this is a bad thing. So this is incredible. This is twelve poison damage coming your way. So that'd be a total of sixteen damage this round. Okay. Twelve more. All right. Okay. I. I. I mean, he's still up. He's still oh, up. Oh, really? You're, I thought that was. I thought you said you had fifteen HP. Oh, okay. You know, I took. You might. He's. He's still up, but he's. He's pretty. Oh, that's a total game changer. I thought you were down. Oh my god. I was like. Yeah. I was. The wheels are already still turning about what PPK means here. But. Um, <laughs> yeah. Come on, boss. We can do this. We got okay. this. Not even. Not yeah. even difficult. Not actually Ooh, hard. Oh boy. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Though. That was, I I haven't done that many times in my playing oh. of D&D where I'm like responsible for the life or death of a character. And I think, you know what? All they got to roll is like a kind of bad damage roll. Things will be fine for them right now. Oh, as long Next. as they don't get max damage, things will be fine right now. Yeah. For them. And yeah. then they just get max damage. Okay. So, um, it's always the first session. Was that? I, help me remember. Was that the first attack that it made? Yes. First. Sadly. Oh, <laughs> so we get oh wait, there's more. It, it has two attacks. I'm I'm yeah. tired. Forgive me for being a little off the ball tonight, but it's okay. We're man, we're here for you, Jim. Well, okay. It misses. Thank the gods <laughs> for Tunji. The second attack is a five on the die. I'm guessing your AC is not ten. So uh, okay. All right. Jeebus. Um, Can Boz do what yeah, Boz do? Next in the order is Boz. Do it, Boz. Time to warp some snake butt. All right. Uh, we're going to reckless attack again. So advantage against okay. small boy. Give it your best shot. Uh, that is a 17 to hit. Yeah, it's a hit. Uh, that's 10 points of piercing damage against the snake boy. And it dies. You kill the humanoid snake boy. Take me to church. All right. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> oh, a mist, so a mist, a mist of reddish, uh, okay. like, mist, yeah. like, uh, air just flows out of the wound. And, and I think regains. from above here, too, like, as you're regaining this vampiric HP, we see that the steps of this ziggurat becoming coated in blood and dripping down right. the front of it. And it starts so to rain, finally, now. The lightning flashes at this moment, and it starts to rain. So seven temporary HP for Boz. And then okay. Boz will attack recklessly with his remaining two attacks using his bonus action for the half of his spear and full arm master. He's striking at the constricting snake around Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who, who, who do be holding me? And that is finally another another crit, Ben. I got it. Oh, yes. my God. 
Oh, the ups and downs of this combat, Ooh. okay? I mean, I'm, so I'm fishing piercing. for it. I'm just trying to roll advantage no, every time at this point. Piercing, so. piercing critical? Yes, piercing critical. Uh, do I conf I need to roll to confirm, though, right? Because I'm You do. Attacks. You do, because multiple attacks. Okay, that What's is a... final number on that? 17? That is a hit on the AC of the creature, so that is a confirmed critical. Man, okay, okay. piercing critical... Feeling faint. The creature that you hit has disadvantage on strength, dexterity, and constitution-based rolls for 1d10 rounds. Additionally, Whoa. it must make a DC 18 constitution saving throw at the beginning of each of its turns. On a failed save, it falls prone. The fuck? Wow. <laughs> so it's a feeling faint. You stab it. I'll tell you what happens. Damn. You stab it right underneath the jaw and it starts to just bleed and coat its entire front in blood and you see its eyes narrow its pupils and it's like it's really feeling it and then they go whoa, wide open and right, you want me to... uh, so first roll your damage okay is it double damage is it double damage double damage all right so six plus six so 12 damage 12 damage piercing damage and okay. then uh 1d10 rounds of 1d10 yeah doing. go ahead and roll your 1d10 of five. it uh five rounds and like five rounds every time its turn begins it must roll a dc 18 constitution saving throw or fall prone and it has disadvantage on strength and it has disadvantage on strength dexterity and constitution related rolls base rolls so that's a lot of things that's okay. interesting then i'm then my last attack is the heft of my spear as i smack at it okay that's a three that's no good yeah that's, that's not eight good plus so 15. 15 is exactly what you need exactly <laughs> 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 that, i dropped my d4 oh no that is eight points of damage Eight points of more spirit. of damage chipping Clunk. away, and you know what? It seems bloodied. I'll take that. Oh, that boy. That'll be boss's turn. Okay. What a turn, boss. Yeah. All bad. right. After that, it's its turn. And 18 DC save or fall prone. Yep. 18 DC save and fall prone. Fail. Okie dokie, it falls prone, and I'm going to say that while it's falling prone, it cannot maintain its grapple. Yes. So Balls it is going to prone. let you go. And it is not looking so hot. I like it. With the rest of its turn, I think it is going to attempt to right itself and move inside the temple, provoking an attack of opportunity from Tunchi as it slithers inward past you. Okay. That's a 22? That's a hit. Oh, wow. Look at that. Eight bludgeoning. No, sorry, not eight. eight. Eleven bludgeoning. <laughs> Seven, eight, Eleven nine, bludgeoning. Okay. And you hear a crack. Alrighty. 
Next up. Bobble. Death saving throw. This is a big one. 12. Nice! Stable. You're stable. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Next up in the order, we're back at Tunji. Got two dead snakes. One was a snake man, and one is just a giant banana snake underneath you out here. The door is cracked. The, the curtain has been pulled off of its, its uh, rod up there, and you can see inside there's two dead snake folk on the altar and two more humanoid snake folk holding daggers that just murdered them, as well as a giant one that's covered in blood and wounds, slinking his way back inside. Okay. Second. Yeah, think for all the time you need. Feel free to table talk here too, you guys. Like Okay, so Bobble is stable, which means he has one HP and he's not gonna die. Zero HP and not gonna Zero. die. Yeah, I'm just okay. stable. Mm. Okay, he's unconscious. But, but yeah, but not going to die. I'm just useless. Under his own steam, yeah. <laughs> Under their own okay, steam. And <laughs> I'm just I'm just a responsibility now. It would have been better yeah. if I died or rolled a natural <laughs> 20, but oh, man. now it's just and, this in-between land, which is Tunji fine. has no way... There, there, there's no, like, base... I mean, outside of, like, healing items or spells, there's, like, no base way to heal someone, correct? No, so you can't like, grant Tunji... hit points or, or make them conscious again by doing a medicine check or anything like that. But if you don't have, have any healing potions of healing. Or, yeah. Does I mean, does Bobble have one? Uh, does Worm uh, I don't Ross think we ever established that we ever had any potions of healing, which is stupid. Boz. Boz. Buy that during character creation? I can't fix that for you. Boz. Boz has one. Boz has one. Oh. Okay. So, because I bought, because the way my the way my gold worked out is I had my spear, I could like my spear was super expensive and I had a little bit left over, so I just bought a healing potion. Okay then. Well, okay. Nice. Maybe as a free action, you guys discuss this. Just, I'm I'm, I'm helping you here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, honestly, Boz would not be discussing this because Boz is in the middle okay. of rage. Boz does not. There you go. Right. Boz is not thinking about healing people right now. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. So, so, yeah. so I, Tunji can still do a medicine check. That's correct then. To at least like bring him to consciousness. No, you cannot. I don't think you can do that. That's Rules only written. if they're death saving. If, I if, think if you can no... use a medicine check to stabilize someone. I can. But, All right. Um, or, or I would even allow a medicine check over a short rest to you know help assess the situation. Like you know. Do you guys right want to now... take a quick short rest <laughs> right now? <laughs> you could okay. run away. You could try well, to get out and live. It's up yeah, to you how which, you approach this. Which that brings me to an idea, which is kind of absurd. Ben, big snake yeah. man, you said is big. Like he has, like he a, has to. He's big. Yeah. He has to move. He has to specifically maneuver his body to like get through this door. Yeah, he he, he can't fit through all at once. He's got to go through like he's got three foot in diameter trunk, uh, chest about five feet wide, head frill five feet wide. His full arm span probably goes to ten feet. He's got a 10 foot reach as well. Like, he's, he's big. You don't know how long he is. It's hard to keep track. Yeah, he's gonna take a step back into the doorway. Um, so, hypothetically, could this giant snake's body effectively block this doorway if he was like. If you like stacked it up, like coiled. I mean, it, it it's, it's dead. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's already partially blocking the eight foot high opening. But it is an eight foot high opening. Okay. 
Um, all right, this is gonna. All right, we're just gonna let, let's take some action. Tunji has an idea, and okay. his, his idea is we gotta get the fuck out of here, but we gotta do this smart. So he's gonna go and blast his. And actually, thank goodness, uh, boss got that crit uh, for the disadvantage on. It was strength and dexterity based rolls. Yeah, is that right. Strength, dex, and con. Okay, lovely. Tunji's gonna summon the last of his strength. Once again, blast the last of his key, and he's going to kind of do an almost. I mean, I'm just gonna like do an almost like very desk <laughs> motion, and uh -huh. you're gonna see the air around his arms, around like the fo following his motions, kind of forming into moisture, condensing. Mm. And turns into a stream of water following his motions and with one just quick dash out he's gonna cast water whip on this gigantic snake i am not familiar with water whip tell us about water whip i'll post it up here for everyone to look at ah. um so water whip you can spend two co uh two points to create a whip of water that shoves and pulls a creature to unbalance it a creature within 30 feet has to make a deck saving throw on a failed save. It takes 3d10 bludgeoning. Whoa. And you can either knock and you can knock it prone or pull it closer to you. Wow. Okay. And I did and I did my research in advance for this. I do have the information for the check. It's right here. Yeah. Eight oh. Plus 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So it's a, a DC 14 deck save. DC 14. And it has disadvantage on that, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow, okie dokie. So disadvantage, DC 14, dexterity saving throw. As you whip, the the rain condenses into a, a plume that you, that you shoot into the room and, and channel. Uh, you're standing right at the opening of this temple and as the lightning crashes, we see what happens here. It's one die roll. Wow, okay, it fails. Okay, oh oh, so dude. that is 3d10 bludgeoning damage plus an extra yep. 1d10 bludgeoning damage for each additional key point you spend. Yes, but I, unfortunately, um, I, he only had two key points left. So you can just do the 3d10. Yeah, okay. Roll 3d10. That's a five. Not bad. That's an eight. Mm -hmm. That's a three. Okay, so 16 total. damage as you open a gash with a razor-sharp water whip uh, on the front of this monster. Uh, me. Yeah, it's really not looking good now. You don't know, I, I wouldn't say one hit, but it's it's looking wobbly. Yeah, and with um, that, he's gonna also use that then to pull it right back into the doorway. Okay, because it does not fit through the doorway, I am going, and because it failed its dexterity saving throw, it's been made prone, is disadvantaged, the, the, the narrative here is you're, you're brutalizing this thing with bludgeoning. So I'm going to make it take another 1d10. Go ahead and roll that 1d10 for me. Bludgeoning oh damage as it crashes into the door. That's a six. Six more bludgeoning damage. Okay. Heck yeah. Ooh, just that's quite the turn. As Holy players, smoke. just what well, Tunji is literally just trying to like block this door with like a body so they can just like sure. get the fuck out of there. It, it but, slams yeah. into it and it goes back prone as you pull it into this thing. It's it's you know yeah. it's not doing good. It might you know be able to right itself and do something, but it's it's laying in a in a snaky pile. It's not like up and standing. All right, and believe it or not, 
by doing that, Tunji gets what he's gonna move up. He gets one more unarmed attack off of oh, the man. empowered strikes, which is actually a beautiful um a beautiful function that they put in because this this class was severely underpowered for a while. That sometimes <laughs> if you're bad on this, it's like okay, I've just blew like a bunch of key points. Yeah, and right. They basically give you a pity um, monk weapon or unarmed attack as, as huh. long as you spend key on any sort of attack. So all right, well go for it. And I guess does this has yeah, he's prone. He has so there's a Joe, advantage. Team. Yeah, he's like okay. you. You've, he's, yeah. he's been tossed around here. I'm glad I have advantage because that first roll was uh, a natural five on the dice. The second one. That's a twenty-one. Wow. Okay, a hit. Deal some bludgeoning damage. That's a lot of bludgeoning damage in one turn. This might be a record. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's eight more bludgeoning. Oh wow. Yeah, it's really not looking good, dude. Okay, and that is Tunji. Sorry if that was a lot of attacks, but that's Tunji's turn. Smack, okay, smack, smack. Well just finish it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, Who knows? So that's Tunji's turn. Next up, um, one of the snakes on the in the snake people on the inside is going to move to the sarcophagus at the back of the room, and. The other one is going to join it. Uh, and the two of them are going to begin conducting some sort of ritual that you really can't quite make out the details of right now because there's just other things on your mind. Goosh. Oh man, there's somebody in the grand poobah snake. Lost my D20 somewhere. <laughs> but why? It's gone forever now. I'll just use that one for now. Um, do I have another D20? What happened? Oh no. Okay, there it is. It's fine. I'll find it later. Okay, so they are doing a ritual. Yada yada. Um, next up is the boss worm. Boink. Boink. Let's get him, boss. Reckless attack. Reckless attack. This is Ew. such a crazy combat. Big old cold blood, you fucking bastard. <laughs> 17 on the first one, plus 7, That's so 24. Yep. Uh, 11 points of piercing damage. 11 points of piercing damage. Yep. Okay, it's looking like it may be one more solid hit, and you got it. Uh, Second attack is going to be an 11, so I think it's a miss. That's a miss, yep. And then bonus action, pommel attack. Uh, that is a 22. That's a hit. All right. Oh, god damn it. My D4 is <laughs> wily. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, that is nine points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, nine points of bludgeoning damage. You smack into it and you feel the butt end, like the pommel of your spear punctures into its bruised flesh somewhere that it was already beaten by Tunji. And like, you just feel the, the blunt end of your spear go into this thing. And you think like, man, this thing's got to be really close to death's door. There's blood coating the room around this entrance here. It's almost dead. God damn it. <laughs> so fucking close. <laughs> so close. Is that the end of Boss Worm's turn? Um... Um, I can still move, I guess. Goes next. One, two, three, four. Oh, move inside. 
stop the beach. He's moving into the temple. Um. What languages do you speak? I speak Grung and Common. <laughs> okay, you speak Grung and Common. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Tunji Common and something else maybe. Uh, yes, Tunji. What is over here? Common and Dwarvish and Giant. Common and Dwarvish and Giant. Interesting. Okay. All right, I'm gonna end my turn here. You circle around the back of it. Yep. Uh, moving between the pillars. Okay. <laughs> it is its turn. And what is it going to do right now? So it's prone. It's going to stand. That's its move action. It's half of it, isn't it? In 5e? I mean, it's not. It's using its move action. It stands. Um, to read something. It looks again at you, Bosworm. No. And his eyes <laughs> flare open. And it says something in a telepathic overtone that only you can hear. And it mm. says, Watch. Watch your friends perish. And I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Sixteen. Yes, Buzz. That is a save. And Why you feel this psychic force <laughs> take hold of your brain, and you feel for a moment compelled to just lay down your arms and watch as it takes a giant swing next turn at your friend. But instead, you don't, and nothing happens. God damn it. Well, I kind of took down. That was suggestion, but oh well. Shit. Um, oh well. Um, okay. It, like this hissing telepathic voice in your mind, and then as as you feel this this telepathic force moving out of your brain, you all hear this this deep, horrible overtone that it says aloud, and it says. Now, I am one with the world serpent. <laughs> and it is going to ready a swing at you, like raising its scimitar, bloody way over its head. And it's Tunji's turn. I mean, it would be Bobble's turn, but you can't do it. So Tunji, go. I'm like, I'm an adventure and pass out again. <laughs> <laughs> Get him, guys. <laughs> All right. Finish, Tunji's finish him. Tunji's down to the wire. We, he has three chances to take this thing down. We're get one with the staff and two unarmed. We're going to start you with the staff. Six. Uh, you have six. You have six because he's flanked. You have advantage. He's flanked. Yeah. He's oh, not thrown right. anymore, but he's flanked. Okay. First staff swings. Well, the first one was no, no, 16, so that's a hit, yeah. That's a hit. Okay. Oh, man. Deal some damage. That's 11 bludgeoning. Okay. Describe your kill. Oh, my gosh. Tunji, he's... He just he holds it. He looks like he's about to break his staff. He's gripping it so tight. <laughs> <laughs>
this giant snake, he actually jumps onto its tail end to kind of like get, get, get closer up to it. And about halfway up, he just leaps and with both hands, he swings this stab as hard as he can right at the temple of this snake oh, and just man. brings this thing. Oh. Okay. And it snaps some bones unnaturally and convulses a couple of times in the scimitar falls out of its limp hands. It, the scimitar, as long as you are tall, Tunji, clatters to the ground. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Okay, I oh. would say that you are out of combat, but you are not out of combat yet. There are still two snake people, males wearing these elaborate robes with the, the frilled uh, occipital lobes, uh, uh, scales on their heads. Um, they're standing at this sarcophagus next to two corpses at the end of the room. Uh, next in the order would be or their actually, turn. And one, right. one moment he, he raises, the one on the left raises up some sort of musical instrument and takes a hammer and strikes it against the musical instrument and a chime rings out in the room and you begin to hear the grinding of stone on stone. Now, Boswerp, what do you do? And it, it also, Jesse, if you had something that was important, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Actually, I was going to have Tunji run up and attack. Uh, so, uh, yeah, oh. he, he, two more attacks. <laughs> but can you make it all the way in? You... He he can. He is, as a monkey, does have uh, a solid oh, 45. Oh, I assumed you were not able to attack. So scratch what I said. As he reaches for this musical instrument, you go pup, 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 running across the corpse of this thing that you just murdinated. Which one was pulling out the um, instrument? The one on the left, marked with the okay. blue, is pulling out the instrument, and he's raising it up, and you hear a ding, and the grating of stone on stone, but you can make it there and make your attack. All right, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna see that as a threat, obviously. So he's gonna he's gonna run right past the boss, but like keep pushing okay. the attack um, with. So he still has two unarmed attacks. Okay. Here's number one. Oof, that is a sixteen. That's a hit. Okay. Ooh, max die. That's ten bludgeoning. Okay, roll me one d twenty. One d twenty. Okay. That's a four. <laughs> <laughs> a four. Okay. Um, you you see him grip tightly onto the musical instrument, like he's trying to protect it. And but you see, like it's interrupted whatever he was doing. Okay, I see. All right, maybe one more unarmed attack could shake him up. Mm-hmm. Let's see. That's a thirteen. A thirteen. Oh, let's see here. I should know by now. That is a hit. Yes. Okay, one more unarmed <laughs> strike. For seven bludgeoning. Seven bludgeoning damage. Okie dokie. Wow. We are getting into the the stuff here now. So now it would try to take its turn and again try to ring this chime. And you hear the stone on the sarcophagus grating as it begins to open. It's not going to open this turn, though. It takes more than that amount of time but you can see something inside it um i sure hope it's just a dead body you can't quite make out what it is yet and then it's boss's turn can i try to grab the lid of the sarcophagus and pull it closed 
you could you could attempt that. I don't see why not. All right, um, I'll try. Nat twenty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was waiting for something like this to happen. To be honest. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I can't. Um, net, so it's not like an automatic success, right? No, but I know it's, uh, it's not an automatic success. But I set the DC, and uh, you've got a nat twenty, <laughs> and that was, you know, what's your modifier? Just to be curious. I mean, if this is an athletics check, then it's yeah, athletics. Yeah, no, you're fine, Jake. You're fine. Um, <laughs> Rip mods. You. <laughs> I think it's crazy. We see you kind of like grab on as the. He's like saying some words in a hissing language, and the other one is sort of like assuming these different like somatic uh, stances, like doing some sort of ritual with him, dancing with the chime. And you latch onto the sarcophagus, Bosworn, and your feet like tree frog out, and you just like suction cup onto it, and then your muscles flex, and you pull, and you pull, and you close it. Oh, yeah. Us, <laughs> man! I'm gonna say, we're. You will be able to dispatch these guys. We are out of initiative order as these two seemingly unarmed cultists look at you. I mean, they might be able to turn themselves into some snake thing, but at this point, I think you've got this in hand as you've dominated the room. You've killed all the major threats. Unfortunately, you lost the lives of these captives. But do we, I mean, is it like a similar scene to the last snake person you subdued? Do you pummel them into submission? Yeah, I think we do, don't we? Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, so what we see is Bosworm wrenches the sarcophagus yeah. clone. <laughs> I, uh, I, this, clone, this sarcophagus. And then you guys just punch, kick, throw them to the ground they scream they hold their hands up and don't even seem to resist quite as much as the other ones yeah. knowing that they are beaten and you leave them alive or you just kill them I, I think in my mind the scene is like boz is like struggling to hold the 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 uh, sarcophagus closed as sure. ng like punches these people to spin kicks and like yeah, goes, so bah, 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 whatever bah, bah, whatever tungy wants to do out. is fine with me tungy <laughs> does not kill them he knocks them out Okay, knocks them out, they go down. Okay, and you guys are out of combat. Tunji runs immediately back to Bobble and starts figuring out, holy shit, we gotta get this guy help right now. (laughs) All right, so um, I was at, once again, eight rounds of rage. (laughs) So they will eventually go away. So also, doesn't rage go away if you like aren't attacked and don't yeah attack. we may have missed some things along the way we fuck up the rules sometimes i realized i didn't make a dc 18 constitution saving throw one turn for the big creature regardless yeah shit happens here we are at this point uh what do you guys do mm-hmm. it is it is a the hour growing long here in, in the real life um i mean I'll, I'll drop out of my rage and i will kind of run back realize that Bobble is uh, unconscious unconscious, and pull forth my lone healing potion and you feed the healing potion into their lips and they recover some HP and actually prior to running out of the room could um, Kintunji just uh, scoop up this uh, little instrument it's a gong it's like a gong you said it's not a gong it's a chime you absolutely can pick up this instrument 
Junji scoops um, the chime and then runs you out. You scoop it up and you revive Bobble Marble Waggle Topple. And <laughs> the fight is over at this temple as the rain pours down and pools in the excavation site, mud filling into puddles surrounding you guys on these blood-drenched stairs of the ziggurat. The last snake finally falls and the fight is over. The temple in its ancient sarcophagus lies before you. When the silence lingers and you revive Bobble, you begin to see a collection of Grung, Gripply, Salamanders, and other amphibian folk, or amphibifolk, if you call them, uh, making their way out of hiding, coming to see you and to see if you really did vanquish the monsters within. They help you and tend to your wounds as well, and it's a, only a matter of time until the site feels relatively secured and a, a general air of positivity and victory sweeps the assembled people here and there's even uh some some little excited murmurs and chatter um, it, that you you quickly learn that these were indeed the people who were forced to stay and to help these horrible snake people to excavate and you see the two young uh, the young amphibians salamander and the uh, gripply and they beckon you guys over we totally go over yeah okay um it's they they bring you outside the temple that they, they they tell you in so many words like you'll have plenty of time to to uh rest up and, and get get some food and everything but but quick just come come with us it's it's it, it's safe now and, and we have something we need to show you And they lead you a short ways outside of the clearing, where there are a couple of standing stones covered by the roots of ancient trees. And under these stones is a tunnel. It doesn't look excavated, it looks ancient, surprisingly well preserved. And it seems to lead down below, deeper into the temple. And they tell you it's safe and they, they beckon you forward and want to show you something. They bring you down and down and down until you reach a chamber. It's, it's dark and one of them, the salamander, holds up a finger and like E.T. it, it kind of glows and casts a light across the room. And you Boz, you know what this is, but you, you kind of think to yourself, is this really here? This was just a story. I've, I've never thought I would see something like this. And there's a tunnel stretching far beyond the distance that your salamander friend's light can cast. And in either direction, as this little opening into the tunnel, you see alcoves tucked into the wall and laying perfectly preserved dormant waiting are countless eggs 
He's yeah. like, are we, are we talking like Gripply eggs or Xenomorph eggs? <laughs> face hugs. Really we're fucking face hugs up in this bitch. <laughs> Picture a egg the size of a, a bale of hay. Oh, that's Oh, damn! Oh, <laughs> oh that big away! Damn, these webos, they be deep, they be gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> for sticking with us through this side quest of the Book of Cylinders. Stay tuned for more adventures from the original party next week.